Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Weekly Podcast, starring myself, the fabulous Ross on Wrestling from Section A of the Cultaholic HQ. <laughs> it's the section section of Cultaholic HQ. <laughs> <laughs> And Jack from the completely different section B of the Goldolic HQ. From the from the basement. From the dingy, dingy basement. I said before we came on that I look like I'm in the video for Stan, just writing little notes to whoever who would be the target of my affection. Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day. There we go. Nice. Ross, who would you stan? I guess that's the theme of the intro, uh, if you could. Alan Shearer. Ooh. <laughs> Just that sip after that. Oh, <laughs> I don't, don't be more. That. That's why I took a cheeky, no, no. cheeky sip. Alan Shearer, self-explanatory. Nothing, no, nothing more needs to be said. Mm. He's still going silent. Oh, he's he's doing a thing now. Sort of. Speak, no, Matthew. You are the host. That's like now. Nah, I met him and it was great. Did you? Yeah, well, I went else? to the uh, Newcastle training ground in. Oh, let's see, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Maybe oh, don't know how much that wrangle did. And so I got a photo while in Shearer and I asked me, Dad, Dad, do you not want to be in the photo? And he said, no, son, you know, the wet patch will be visible. So. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> I, had, I assume I he had met one him of himself. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, no, no, he didn't. No, he definitely didn't. I'd be Dad. the same if I'm Alan Shearer. And it, I'm, I won one of those competitions where I, I don't know what, what you did to enter. I got to go, but it was the 2012-13 season. So I met Niall Ranger. <laughs> I had my, t- my picture taken with the squad. I'll put it on Instagram. It's a fantastic picture. Oh, yeah. Just that. Go on. Oh, is it my turn? I'm, I was going to I was gonna Go jump on then, into Jack. the thing. I thought I wanted Frozen or something. I was, I've recently rewatched the video of Alan Shearer singing all night long into a breadstick. It's so good. Mm. It's so what? good. Alan Shearer loves... Lionel Richie's his favourite artist. He loves Lionel Richie. Oh. And uh, his karaoke song is all night long. And he's singing it into a breadstick. And you know what? He's actually got an all right voice, Alan Shearer. He's actually pretty good. He goes for it. He really goes for it. It, cu- it the camera swivels around. Whoever's filming it, the, the they swivel the phone around. Gary Lineker sat there, and he's going. He's clearly off his face, and he goes, "He's the breadstick man." It's so good. It's just fantastic. <laughs> but Shira's doing all like the jambolito set. He does all like that bit. It's, oh, it's fantastic. 
Yes. Ew. Yeah, that's nice. Was, it, was Gary Lineker singing into a packet of crisps? <laughs> I no, he was having a poo into one. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Bradley. Oh. You know who else has a yeah. lovely voice? That Rene Young. Oh, yes. Who was officially left WWE. And would you believe it? The week she leaves WWE, WWE bring back Talk and Smack. I know. The show that she made her own with her uh, person... Personability? Is that a word? Yeah. I think I'm making up stuff at no. this point. Personability, the way she speaks, the way she sounds natural, you're able to say the WWE hashtag stuff and have a good old laugh with people like Daniel Bryan and Baron Corbin back when he wasn't annoying as hell. And uh, yeah, perfect time to be bringing that back. Weird time in there. Um, was there any inkling or things before she left or announced she was leaving that Talking Smack was coming back? Because that took me by surprise, Jack. I think, was it Ross maybe or Tom who said that it seems like Maybe, or was it you, Matthew? I, I can't remember who it was, but someone suggested that maybe it was as if Talking Smack was like a bargaining chip. They'd gone, well, if you stay, we'll bring back Talking Smack. Who said that? That was completely off the top of my head last week. Oh, yeah. No yeah. sources there, unfounded no, but, completely. But, but <laughs> even, though, even though it was just speculation, it does sort of make sense. It's a good theory, I think. Yeah. Sad yeah. that she's going. Did anyone see the video that all the superstars recorded for her? Very emotional. Na Nakamura's message had me in tears. Mm. The wrong kind of tears. <laughs> Te tears are laughing. He's just like, oh, all right, see you. <laughs> yeah. But the, the ones who seem genuinely sad, Cesaro, so sad. Mm. Corey Graves, we know that her and Corey were friends. But Corey Ces said he loved her. Oh. Ooh. It's just all setting up to Carmella versus Renee Young in a, a oh, till death do us part. Bailey, innit? You want Bailey raw underground against Renee yeah, Young? That was good as well. I like that one. <laughs> Oh, what yeah. a shame. Very talented right. woman. I should be fine wherever she ends up. And in the other news this week, Samoa Joe lands role in Suicide Squad video game, uh, apparently playing Killer Shark. And I only know this because Ron Funches was very mad that a wrestler took the role that he wanted. Oh. <laughs> he said, he said, hard times, baby. He's <laughs> trying for a role <laughs> for 30 in, years. Do you stay in touch <laughs> with Ron? Uh... If you mean he tweets and I like the tweet, then yes, we interact frequently. Because you've got, you've got a fair few famous friends, haven't you? Ron Funches. They're great. I mean, they're Every very wrestler. busy. I remember yeah. I met, Ron sent me a few messages when I had StarCast. So I was like, oh, that's nice. It's been nice. I'll message him back. He didn't reply. And I'm like, oh, why is that? Um, well, I don't know. It might have something to do with the busyness of his life being on Conan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. Getting those the, the shows on uh, TV stations sorted out. But for a brief time, I associate him as, as comedian. As, Not like those huge comedians see on TV. That's ridiculous. Just some guy making jokes. As well as that, so. uh, in Vegas, Hornswoggle was so excited to meet you. He was so buzzing. You were excited to meet each other. It was a beautiful moment. I was there for it. Yeah. Because I remember we were walking towards Hornswoggle. He's coming down an escalator in Caesar's Palace and does a classic, like, uncle joke, sees us and turns around and starts trying to climb the escalator away. It was very <laughs> funny. Very funny from yeah. Swoggle there. Very good. Yeah, it's it's weird. The fascination wrestlers have with me. I'm pretty sure at this point, the viewership for Botchmania is 85% wrestlers. Because <laughs> 50% of the fans don't even know who I am, and it's great. I'm loving yeah. that. And uh, the other news, apart from talking about me, uh, Roman Reigns has returned, and he has new teeth. Yes. They are sensational. Pretty cool, eh? 
It's like when Professor what Green got new Is that teeth. the news, is it? Is that the news? Yeah, Rowan yeah, Reigns yeah, got new teeth. I, I wrote that down. I think I was going to have more than that. And it, that's all I wrote. Roman Reigns has new teeth. Fantastic. Well done, Matthew. Just Sorry. rubs it in, doesn't it? <laughs> Just a man who, who is already a 10 out of 10 goes and gets new teeth and makes himself a 10.5. I saw someone on Twitter saying, why? How much of a fool can Roman Reigns be wasting himself on professional wrestling? And I fully agree. He should be in all the films. All of them. All kinds of films. Oh, yeah. All the cameo. The next rock. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, imagine looking like Roman. Re- imagine being born and growing up to look like Roman Reigns. It's not fair. No, it's not. I literally can't I've imagine. Got, that I've got joke. a new, a new spot on my nose today. While Roman <laughs> Reigns is gallivanting around with his new teeth and his wonderful head and lovely body. That's another thing as well. He came back twice the size, muscles everywhere, and I got a new spot on my nose. <sighs> not my spot. Not a dog named Spot. Not my spot. Oh, no. Not a liver spot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, CFO dollar sign. I hope I'm getting the name right. I don't sound like dollar the Keen Peel's NFL name sketch. Uh, created some three <laughs> entrance songs, but they are no longer with the company, and they are now officially mm. disbanded as a group. They were dropped by WWE in May of last year and fired from their longtime partner, Greg Wattenberg's music label, Arcade Songs. CFO dollar sign tried to get WWE to buy them out of their deal, and WWE seemed to be agreeable to that but Arcade Songs rejected this at the time and they're out a significant amount of money. Fightful Wrestling Report. So Dewey has registered a trademark for Def Rebel and that made many fans wonder is what was going on. Turns out that's the name of the new group of people in charge making original music. And because of that, Dewey allegedly, apparently, is urging talent to get rid of their themes that were made by CFO Dollsign who no longer work with them due to signing an awkward deal with their publisher, which gives the publisher 50% of royalties and this explains why there's been many people asked to change their theme music. That sounds like a horrible deal. Yeah. Mm. But so. they've written some bangers. So I don't mm. like them getting rid... Obviously, Keith Lee's the big news. Everyone kicked off about his music change. Are they going to get rid of, like, the Undisputed Eras? I don't you know. You would assume so. That'll be That's jarring a- as anything, that would if they got rid of that one. Mm. That's a great theme. Is this but apparently, maybe, that we've seen a lack of entrances on the wrestling shows because people like myself go, hang on, this show's three hours. We're having different wrestlers come out for different segments to basically fill it up. Why are we not seeing full entrances? Oh. And it suddenly makes sense. It's like, ah, and we're back from the break and this important match is already underway or already in the ring. It's like, ah, okay. I mean, Maybe. some sense there. Maybe that's the whole reason behind the creation of Raw Underground. Oh, Maybe oh. that's the reason why. <laughs> Do you that's the reason why Drew McIntyre's got like crossing swords at the start of his theme now instead of the bagpipes? Subtle changes like that gives it to somebody. I don't know how music rights work yeah. or not, but yeah, I don't know. It seems weird, though, that Keith Lee would get such a horrible theme when this has obviously been going on for quite some time. That's weird. Because we, mm. we, I don't know if the uh, the pitch's video is live, but we spoke about we don't know if this was just a thing that happened on Monday morning and they scrambled together and put it, gave them just a generic theme they had lying around. But no, it would just seem this is just poor planning and lack of action on WWE's part, and that is unforgivable. If only there was another really good Keith Lee song made by some YouTubers that was really catchy and well-received. Oh, well, I, we put it, hope. I put it on Twitter, Matthew, earlier this week. Uh, they can have, they can use it if they want to. It's there. As, on behalf of Cultaholic, they can have it. Imagine, because the, one of the most... <laughs> it's a very jarring... It's brilliant, don't get me wrong, but it's a very jarring song, I think you'll agree. And one of the most jarring bits is that horrible synth at the start. Like, down, 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 down. And imagine mm. just that kicking off Raw. Uh, Royalty-free music on YouTube to steal yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah, Thomas said that there's lots of there's other songs they can do. He said, uh, uh, Tom Campbell loves Keith Lee. He wants to spread him like he's Dairy Lee. And then oh it just carries God. on from there. But Sorry, I won't oh. cut that out. And also, <laughs> there was some major wrestling this weekend. Yeah, believe it or not. SummerSlam happened. Quick rundown. Pre-show, Apollo Crews beat MVP. Fine That's match, nothing much here. to it. It is a match that happened. Bailey beat Asuka. And then later on, Asuka beat Sasha Banks to win oh. Sasha Banks' SmackDown title, no. which happened exactly like I thought it no. would in the pitch video. No, 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 no. Just saying. I'll let Ross uh, talk about this because I think he was fuming about it, as was I, but he explained it more thoroughly. Oh, go on, Ross. What Fume respect away. of this match, Jack? Just the fact that they could have ended it by the, a DQ uh, after, after a second, but didn't. Oh, no, I, I meant the, um, the fact that commentary was saying that it was Bailey's fault that Sasha lost, even though it wasn't really Bailey's fault that yeah. Sasha lost. No, it wasn't Bailey's fault that Sasha lost. Bailey should have got more involved, but I don't think it was Bailey's fault that Sasha lost. I thought that was a bit weird. Sasha, the, Sasha yeah. got the short straw here on this occasion, didn't she? She trusted that no good Pamela a bit too much, and that no good Pamela did not give her anything in return. Therefore, well, Sasha Banks should shaft her to one side. Get out of that relationship, Sasha. She's no good for you. Why couldn't they have... I think they should have done something like <laughs> Bailey goes to hit Asuka... With the belt, Asuka ducks and she hits Sasha instead. Yeah. But instead, they had Bailey on the apron, moving out the way. Jumping out the way, yeah, saving herself. Oh. Uh, apparently, but, yeah, but... I didn't get that because Bailey's obviously in the build-up, she's been, oh, my title's the most important thing. She said that line on whatever show it was. She was like, oh, because it was the match where Asuka, if she won, she would get the shot at Sasha at SummerSlam. Uh, she was like, oh, if I was fighting for something that was important, I would have won that match, but I didn't. Oh, what a shame. Uh where am I going with this point? I can hear myself in my headphones all of a sudden. It's very pu- off-putting. Ooh. I'm going to try and battle through like a professional broadcaster. Where was I going with that point? Yes, Bailey's title was already safe. Bailey could have, you know, ended that match between Sasha and Asuka after a second. It was a, it was a bog standard, uh, bog standard singles match, and she didn't, and that was weird, on, in my opinion. I can't speak mm. anymore. Full, full transparency, dear viewer. We've, uh, we've just done the pitches video behind uh, before this one, and I'm knackered. <laughs> Ross cut several promos. I know. In the video. Spunk me load too soon in that pitches video. Forgetting we're doing this one straight afterwards. Well, it sounds like Ross needs what every wrestling YouTuber promotes, and that's Blue Chew, brought to you <laughs> by uh, Street Profits, beating Andrade and Angel Gaza. And they, it was good. These two have yeah, good chemistry. So these four have good chemistry together, but seemingly more storyline based with uh, what's happening with the managers and that. So, yeah, nothing bad here. Mandy Rose beat Sonia Deville. And i got to say, after the horrible news of last week and after the gimmick change to the match where it's loser leaves to be for a bit, I really couldn't get invested in this because all I'm thinking of, bloody hell, is she okay? I don't care about this rest of my life right now. Is the, like, if she's having to leave and take some time off after what happened last week, like I don't care. Like, that, that's secondary to what real life is. But I know, what did you think, Ross? Yeah, both of them. That was my overriding emotions as well, because I think Mandy was in the house with Sonia at the time, and the guy was saying, I want to kill that whatever who's in the house with you as well. So the the fact they rocked up for not only SmackDown, but SummerSlam and put on a big-time match is just testament to them. Uh, The gimmick, well, the stipulation change makes complete and utter sense, given what the news has been saying, how uh, Sonia's lawyers were saying, maybe rocking up to court with a bald head isn't the best idea. So you can fully understand that. And I just, yeah, hope she takes all the time she needs to... To get everything sorted and, you know, take time, just take all you need to get like get back to work eventually, hopefully. I'd like to see Sonia back. She's been on fire over the past few months. Hmm. Seth Rollins defeated Dominic Mysterio. 
in a match that exceeded expectations and would have been probably better if it had been about half the time. But I think Dominic looked very good for what is his pro- first proper match ever, I think. And doesn't matter about the match, though. Doesn't matter about that. Seth Rollins, uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. from Halloween Havoc 97 gear. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. Five stars by itself. Before the match rang, it was five stars. Uh, what do you know, Jack? What's, what do you know? <laughs> what do you think about this match, Jack? I enjoyed it. I agree it was probably a little bit too long, but I thought that uh, Dom did really well and Seth did really well. And it was just really, yeah, it was really good. I was pleased. I was worried that, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I was worried that Dom had massive shoes to fill after bloody Patrick on NXT decided to pull out all the stops. But uh, no, Dom Dom still did himself proud, so fair play. But he's only got tiny shoes to fill, being Ray's son. Yeah. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, sorry. Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton in a big old WWE slugger, heavyweight type of match that built up and built up like Greek music. And I thought it was pretty damn good, considering. And uh, no no legends or anybody ran in or appeared in the Thunderdome, which I thought was going to happen. So it's just this: these two guys going at it. No Ric Flair getting kicked in the head so hard the lights went out. Nothing like that, just... Plain wrestling. What did you think, Ross? It was just the finish, wasn't it? It was a good, proper, like, main event. Two big heavyweight wrestlers. Good, you know, throwback 90s main event WWE pay-per-view match. And then the finish, I know the tagline for SummerSlam was, you'll never see it coming. And I think Drew played up the fact that Orton was claiming he was the greatest wrestler in the world ever after the Edge match. And then he beat him with a wrestling move. So, hey, I'm the greatest ever now. But after that feud and what Randy Orton had been doing to Drew McIntyre's absolute best friends and idols in the entire world ever... We needed a bit more, I thought, than just a roll-up to finish that match. Something devastating should have been happening, and that's all. I, th- I think that was just the, the only issue with that match, was just the, the, the sort of the understated nature, maybe, of the finish. Oh. Mm. Mm. Do you agree with that, or do you just think I'm an idiot? I agree with that, yes. I think they did it just so they could all the commentators could look at each other and go, ah, you'll never see it coming, and then move on, because that's the tagline of the show. The Fiend beat Strowman before Roman Reigns' return. So The Fiend is the new champ. Uh, being not an avid SmackDown watcher, so good to watch us, see how good these two are now. No cinematic matches. And it was pretty poo. Um, not my thing. I don't know what happened to The Fiend, because I swear it was the last SummerSlam he came out against Finn Balor, and suddenly he was the hottest thing in the company, most improved of 2019 and all this. And now I can't wait for him to go. But that's just me, a miserable person. Jack, you're happy. What did you think of it? No, I didn't really like it very much, Matthew. Oh. Um, I thought it was weird how they just changed the stipulation of force count anywhere and used it once and then came straight back to the ring. I was like, what's going on here? And then obviously he cut up the ring and... Oh, oh Ross is uh, livid about so it. I, just, I, forgot, I forgot about the box cutter thing. Yeah. Yeah, why, yeah. Why, why have that involved when you're sat there watching, going, why don't you just stab him? Just stab the fiend and end him. He's trying to drown <laughs> you. He's trying to drown you or something or try to murder you, whatever happened in that swamp, or if it was a dream or a visage, I've got no idea. Mirage. <laughs> Mirage, I'm, th- I'm Michelle Visage. I told you, Gil, <laughs> and, uh, drag race, drag race on in the background this morning. Anyway, yeah, I was th- just stab him. But why have that prop involved in the match in the first place when obviously he can't? I thought Braun looked a bit silly there, but that's besides the point. Sorry, Jack, continue. No, that was pretty much what I was going to say as well. <laughs> it made it made Braun look a bit silly. 
uh, and I just didn't really enjoy it very much. But I've, I mean, I'm guessing you're going to. We've already talked about Roman's return, but did you think it was good, Matthew? Wasn't expecting it. Never I saw didn't it hear coming. Any rumbling. I, I never saw it coming. Uh. That's. I mean, I should have seen it because if you'd started from the cheap seats back, we should have seen that the the this this set of teeth run into the ring because it was so oh. bright and shiny, you know. But no, we didn't have that happen. Roman Reigns come back. Hooray! Good. God knows this company needs some star power. He's kicking ass. He's taking names. Yeah, okay. Happy with him. And uh, any other comments you have on Smack uh, SmackDown on SummerSlam? I don't think so. Was it good? All right. It was all right. It was an all right show. I think I it exceeded it was, it was my expectations. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm. It exceeded my expectations. It did depend on your enjoyment of the Thunderdome, which I'm sure we'll get into later on. Oh, we can talk about it now. It's up to you. I don't like it, but that's just me. What don't you like about it, Jack? I find it, apart from all the controversial things that have been put on screen by people trying to be edgy and cool, like, but some of it's been really grim, like the execution and everything. But like, apart from all that stuff aside, I don't, I find it visually quite distracting because there's lots of movement, but not in the way that a crowd would be. There's lots of individual movement and it's, I don't know, find it, find it a bit distracting personally. I know some people prefer it. Fair enough. I don't like it. I like it when it's any other shot apart from the hard cam. Right. Because it literally looks just like guess who. And you're right, there's mm. a lot of movement, lots of craziness. And it's there's a, honestly there's a stamp there's a stampede going on upstairs, I've gotta say right now. And it's oh, we can't hear anything. A... Oh, can you not? That's fine then. I shouldn't no. have flagged it up. Oh dear. It's fine, but thank you for uh, letting us know anyway. If we hear any noises, it's not Jumanji, it's uh, yeah. your office, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, is it absurdly bright? Um, the point where it actually hurts the eyes after you watch it for a bit. But when they show the like side sideways, that's what I'm looking for here. Diagonal shots where they're all lined up like that, or rest of the arena. I think it looks way better. Um you are right, it's a shame that I'm one of these people who's like, haha, that's funny, they got a fire velveteen dream sign or this Pikachu. I'm yeah, like, that that's stuff, funny. yeah, yeah, but not the grim stuff. Yeah, and then when they've got legit KKK footage there, and then people went, No, 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 it's Chris Jericho in that Jane Silent Bob movie. It wasn't. No. Sorry, I checked. Oh, was it not? It's just bo- bollocks, isn't it? Trying to ruin the fun for the people who just want to have a bit of fun. It's a load of yeah. bollocks. You should be ashamed of yourselves, you arseholes. Yeah. But I th- it's better than, the, better than the performance center, though, the Thunderdome, I reckon. Entrances have never looked better. Uh, the entrance, I was going to say, right, yeah, the entrances are exceptional. If they had all yeah. the entrances and none of the matches, this would have been <laughs> a hell of a show. That was the. I also think it's a bit of a work in progress because watching last week's SmackDown, it was so jarring because obviously the, nobody was. They're now giving them direction, like, oh, here comes Drew McIntyre, everybody cheering, everyone's going like that. Last week's SmackDown, it was great during the entrance and seeing people excited and they, you know, pretend to wave to the uh, wrestlers as they looked at the screens. But when the match started, everyone, because they were home alone, sat on their own, and because probably they've got neighbours, and you know, it's eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, they sat there just silent. Yeah. And that was so weird because they looked so bored while, you know, all these wrestlers are doing the flips and the big power moves and whatnot. But it's a work in progress, so I think it'll get better as the weeks go on. It's mm. a good I point Randy, there, Ross. Come on there, Jack. I liked Randy Orton staring at the screens angrily as if he could, yeah. as if they were there. That was funny. Hmm. So, yeah. And I think the other issue to get sorted out is the fake noise they're pumping in. Yeah. Now, on SmackDown, it was like that one, like, yeah, like, like there's a giant plane in the background just getting, getting ready to take off. And it's like, okay. And then SummerSlam and Raw afterwards, they used different ones. The one on Raw of the SummerSlam, I need it needs to be brought up. It's on a 30-second loop that if you've got ears, you'll notice it because there's certain noises that repeat. 
someone went and checked the fake crowd noise from, I believe, 2K18, one with Seth Rollins in the front. And this audio is so outdated, and from the video games, you can hear a kid yell for Cena. <laughs> Just saying. But as you said, Ross, it's a work in progress. Something that wasn't a work in progress was NXT TakeOver. I'll take over, as the other people call it. Pre-show, Breezango beat Lockin and Burke and Escobar's lads to become the number one contenders of the tag team titles. They'll probably not win them, though, so I don't know why they did that. <laughs> uh, Finn Balor defeated Timothy Thatcher in what I thought was 75% a lovely match. Two guys grappling and sweating and woofing all over each other. And then one quarter <laughs> awkward finish when Bella just ignored all the work Thatcher had been doing and stomped him and won when Thatcher should realistically be stretching everybody like they're Gumby at this point. But that's just me. What did you think, Jack? Um, I quite liked it. I think Finn's victory makes more sense now that we know what match is coming up. Although they wouldn't have known that at the time, actually, when they booked it. So, hmm. It was disappointing to see Thatcher lose, but it was quite a good match. So I'm not, I'm not, too, not too mad. Good. Don't be too mad. This is followed by Damian Priest winning the North American title in a crazy ladder match with lots of crazy bumps and craziness and stuff happening and people falling off and hurting themselves. Uh, my personal highlight was Bronson Reed doing the splash with lots of name. Oh, no. Uh, Candice. That's the one. Um, on, a, on his back and then coming down because there's nowhere for her to go other than Bronson Reed. So, God, she must have taken a hell of a uh, beating there. Loved it. Car crash, it's a ladder match. They're all about the craziness and stuff, and it's definitely delivered. But, Ross, what did you think? It was just an NXT takeover ladder match, wasn't it? I don't know what else you say about it. We know what to expect from these matches, and it delivered, and I think that's probably the highest praise you can give it is the fact that it delivered. Cameron Grimes, special shout-out for him. Some of the, the knocks he took was horrible, especially that one where he got... It was the sunset flip from Gargano, and he sort of mm. caught the side of the ladder, and it looked horribly brutal. But, yeah, it was just a, a, a great car crash ladder match, as you would come to expect mm. from a takeover. I think Regal Seats needs to start announcing these as get ready for the NXT big, stupid ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> and in the match everyone's talking about, Adam Cole... Beat Pat McAfee. Oh, what a guy! What a Big guy! Pat. What a guy! Yeah, uh, that's the that's the benchmark now. You can take your Tyson Furies and whoever else. You can put them to one side when they're just lumbering about like a tit who's never done the wrestling before. Make them train for as long as Pat McAfee clearly had been training because that made a hell of a difference. Yep, he was somewhere between yeah. LT <laughs> at WrestleMania 11 and. He's, he's just underneath uh, Mr. What's his name? D'Angelo Williams from that one TNA show. Oh, in Impact. Yeah, yeah he was fantastic. Yeah. He's just below that, but, but he, he kept on going. Uh, the match went long, but it didn't feel long. I was surprised at uh, how good it was. Go on, Jack. I'm surprised he's a freak athlete. I know he was in the NFL, but he was a punter. He wasn't like a bloody defensive lineman. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A punter? That could mean like just a guy, can't it? He was something. He was a fan. Just no, a fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I knew that he could kick far and hard. I didn't know he could do backflips off the top rope and land on his feet and then jump back up like Shelton Benjamin. That was in, that was insane. What a guy! I tell you, all I could think of while watching that spot in particular was just the guy on Twitter who compared him to Robbie Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. I would love Robbie <laughs> Savage. Imagine Robbie Savage doing that. <laughs> 
I, and Sorry to that guy on Twitter. <laughs> Just trying to help us out by explaining who Pat McAfee was. But that was, yeah, Robbie Savage wouldn't do that. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And this is from someone who had no interest in this match because it's two dicks being dicks to each other. And I was watching this going, this is all right, this. So, well done. Io Shirai beat Dakota Kai. Io was able to recover after bouncing on her own heed to come back in a women's title match. I had plenty of time to build the more stuff on TV. You know, the Ripley and everyone else got involved. Yeah. Thumbs up from me. What do you think, Jack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I've not really got anything to add, really. I just think that Io Shirai is a great champion and shouldn't lose it anytime soon. Yeah. Speaking of not losing anytime soon, Keith Lee, the man who had two titles, <sighs> I think a month ago, now has none. Uh, Cross versus Keith is the main event. Some people didn't like it. I like the fact that it was different to the rest of the show. And it was slow and it was plodding because they are two big dudes going at it, like big dudes go at it, I imagine. I don't know, just use Google. And I liked it and was all right with Keith losing because, and a lot of people are mad at that, because I looked at it and went, well, Keith's not got much to do on NXT right now, apart from what beat Cameron Grimes and then Dominic Dijakovic again. So I liked the fact that he, he lost, lost the title. Now he's got a reason for a feud. I was wrong on all accounts because obviously he started off the Raw but I meant well at the time. Uh, Ross, you're much smarter than eloquent than myself. What did you think? I thought it was weird, because normally a traditional wrestling card, it's like driving a manual car, Matthew. Your first match starts off in first gear, then you move to second, up to third, fourth, fifth, sixth. This was like going from sixth on the motorway, driving 70 miles per hour, the speed limit here in the United Kingdom, and then for some reason changing down to fourth. It was just like, oh, oh just, just going off what we saw earlier. So that that was weird for me. But I know I know what you're saying. It was different, a different style, but just sort of when you're up and then you're down for the main event, it felt a bit weird. I didn't, I wasn't a fan of the finish. I don't, it was a bit underwhelming for me, just because to me, it looked like a back suplex. I don't know what the official term for it is. I can't remember what it was, if you can remember. But that off the middle rope, that was a bit like, oh, that was a surprise but not in a good way and also I just don't like the fact that Keith Lee looks like a bit of an idiot he vacated the North American title and now he's lost the main title and he's left for nothing I know he's on Raw now but this is like immediately after the main event I was thinking ah Keith's a bit of a fool isn't he for giving up his other title but apart from that yeah I thought it was (laughs) alright what's uh, what's your favourite what's the most satisfying gear change oh it's from 5th to 6th in these modern cars now what's it like just pull straight back oh I've only, it's so it's like third to fourth, but like more on right. the other side. Yeah, nice. I like All a right. bit of a uh, when you're well, on first. To, first to second's obviously the one, isn't it? When you're getting a hot start at the traffic lights. Watish. Yeah, I quite like <laughs> I quite like fourth to second when you're slowing down for a roundabout oh, or whatever. Skipping a gear, yeah. you saucy bastard. Oh. <laughs> they tell you not to do that in your driving test, don't they? No, I didn't do it in my driving test. Oh, I, I bet you didn't. <laughs> take it, take it. <laughs> Taking all the rules and disregarding them. Ho ho! No points on my license. I just like to say, uh, Matthew. Any thoughts on gear change? You're learning to drive currently. That's right. As I've told people, I'm furious because my driving test originally uh, was going to be the week that lockdown was announced. Oh. So it was. Ca- oh. It was, as the French say, le cancelled. So I am <laughs> booked in first week of September for another one. I'm back to the point I was now with my driving lessons. And the answer to what you heard at gear change is irrelevant because I'm driving automatic. So they're all good. Oh, oh no. no. That's right. You'll never get the satisfaction of changing a gear, though. <laughs> I love people talk like that. I'm like, what are you on about? <laughs> all these car people like, oh, you're not a real car guy. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And I'm not giving you a lift. 
<laughs> but I. Uh, anything else from Take Hour? I think that's pretty much it. No, yeah. Yeah. I think we should cut it here and go to the next bit. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in third place from last week, we have Giri slash Haji. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that discussion. That was great. The wasn't Netflix it? show, yeah. Yeah, uh, 5%. 5%. Oof. One Piece, you know, a kid's show made for kids that a grown man watches, 26%. That's okay, I will never bring it up again. Sorry about that. The promo package for Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross at NXT Take Our Triple X, the only wrestling related thing that happened last week. Are you ready, lads? 69%. Hey. Nice. nice. Thank you. So, with that enormous win there for King Ross, what? Who? <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a thing. <laughs> Sorry, for Boss Ross. I'll go with that. Um, for Boss Ross, what have you got for us this week? You may go first. Well, I've, I've been in the midst of these non-wrestling picks. I've been going for wrestling picks, so I'm going to make things a bit more tricky for myself this week by going for something that's not wrestling. Well, typically not wrestling. It is wrestling related because I'm going with Matthew for the Porterhouse Steak. Last night, oh. I went to Tamahawk Steakhouse. I've seen your Instagram. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Kept making a good use of that uh, eat out to help out thing. I was thinking, oh, let's get a more expensive cut of meat for the first time ever. We're getting £10 off. Why not? Kick up the heels, paint the town red. You get your one half. Well, no, it's more than one half. Sirloin, you get the bone, then it's fillet on the other side. And oh, wow. my God. The nicest thing I've ever had in my mouth. Bar what's, none. What's fillet steak like? I don't think I've ever had fillet steak. It's just the nicest cut in it. Like, yeah. no fat. It's just so tender and just, wow. oh, it all goes down. Wow. Unbelievable scenes. If you're in Newcastle upon Tiny looking for a steak, disregard your Miller and your Carter. They're crap compared to Tomahawk Steakhouse. <laughs> Fully on board with the Tomahawk me. Second time I've been, went for my birthday, went back last night in the Porterhouse. Unbelievable scenes. So, a Porterhouse steak. Nice. I've not been, but there's a lot of good eats in Newcastle upon Tyne, so I'm not going to feel too bad. God. We're quite a culinary Look at the pictures now. city, aren't we? We're quite right. good. Oh, at Ross on Russell on Instagram. Everybody, go and have a follow. <laughs> I felt like an arsehole there. Oh. Anyway, yeah, I put a picture on there last night, yeah. The important question is, how do you have your steak? I have mine, Matthew. Medium rare. Good lad. Not well I'm done good. like some... Oh. oh, dirty people! <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm medium, which I think is the brink of acceptable. Well, that's fine, Matthew. Don't give me that, look. That's all right. Medium, medium. medium's fine. What colour is it when you you cut it in half and look at it? What colour is that? It's a it's a bit bleedy, but not really. Oh, medium. Red. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. No, no, not medium rare. Just medium. Why is that bad? So a bit more towards oh. well done than medium rare. Yeah. Well, yeah, but not like it's when I say bleeding, say, it's a, say, it's a bit pink. It's a bit the, pink. On the cusp of acceptable, I'll okay. say. That is. All right. Okay, any fair. further, any further, then we're just ruining the steak, yeah. aren't we? It's medium and it's pink. Okay. Oh, whatever. I'm not going well, to argue. Pink, medium is mediums isn't is medium not pink a little bit? Oh, medium rare. It's just less pink. Yeah, less the, pink. The, the least pink you could get, I reckon. Faint, medium faintly, is faintly, faintly yeah. pink. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. As long as you're happy, Jack. You know what I want to try? Yeah, I watched a video. Remember Mix Match Challenge when that was on and Rusev was teaming with Lana? Yes. I'll never forget, he made it. Is it called See It? Where you just literally put it down for 10 seconds, turn it over, yeah. down for 10 seconds, and then eat it. I want to try that just to see what it's like, but I'm too scared, to be honest with you. Scared. Too scared. 
Yeah, I'd have someone else make that for me because I wouldn't because I know I'd get myself salmonella or something. Yeah. But have you been to Red in a Elden's yeah. Oh, no, you know, no, I have no. Ooh, I went, I went for your birthday place. one year. You did, you showed up. I was there. Oh. I did, I showed up, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. Good. Yeah, they do some yeah. good eats. Sorry, let's talk about yeah, places made, in Newcastle you can go to I eat. Made, <laughs> no, I, no, I made friends with some of your friends and they're all incredibly charismatic, so I just felt very like, hee hiya, I'm Jack. It's weird. Yeah, Jack, the man with no charisma or YouTube show or anything like well, that. Well, only when I'm on, only when I'm at work, oh, only from nine to five, yeah. and then I'm just drained, man. No, <laughs> you're a lovely guy. I've seen you dance at Rise. Why do you mention my dancing all the time as if it's, it's so bad. good? So it's middle of the, it's middle of the. Shut up, man. <laughs> like Travolta doing Saturday night. No, it's not though. It's just the. It's like it's like my steak. It's just acceptable. It's just acceptable. Dancing, move that chair to one side now and give us a move because I've heard no, so much about no, this dancing, no. but I've never seen it. It, it, no, it well, has to be just... at the right time, the right amount of liquor, <laughs> and limp when biscuit. got your money by got your money by ODBs on. <laughs> ODBs on. So, Jack, what is your pick for this week's? Um, my pick is uh, so I'm I'm way behind the times on this. First, I was going to go for just the house robots from Robot Wars because after our little yeah. Twitter back and forth, but then I decided no, I saw something that made me laugh a lot on uh, YouTube. You know how Peter Crouch, former England striker and Stoke, Tottenham, where has he been? Liverpool. Portsmouth. Portsmouth striker, Peter Crouch. Villa. Two meter Peter. He uh, he does this podcast that everyone knows about, which is really funny, very honest about football. He just has a laugh. He's the most like candid footballer I've ever heard, but in a good way. Like he's funny with it. But I saw this little series on YouTube where he sits down across from different goats, different greatest of all time footballers that he knows. So there's like Ledley King, Gerard, people that he's encountered throughout his career. And he asks them towards the end. So my nomination this week, right, is Paul Scholes because of the answer he gives. Peter Crouch says to them, can you describe yourself in three words? And some of them, like Andy Robertson of Liverpool, is like, takes it quite seriously. He's like passionate, uh, happy, just that sort of stuff. Steven Gerrard goes, boring, miserable man. And it's just, it's just <laughs> what Steven Gerrard is. And then he goes, Paul Scholes, he goes, Paul, can you describe yourself in three words? And Scholes just goes, no. <laughs> he just says no. <laughs> Which, if you've ever seen Paul Scholes being interviewed, or how he got a job in punditry, I've got absolutely no idea. Because he is not a charismatic man. Paul Scholes is the antithesis of charismatic. But... That answer is superb. And if ever, if ever I'm in an icebreaker situation, I might steal it. If someone goes, tell me three things about yourself. No, <laughs> it's just the best answer. Mm. So I'm nominating, even though I'm no, in no way a Man United fan, I'm nominating uh, Paul Scholes. He scores goals, my lord. He scores goals. Tomko, give me a beat. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a good yeah, pick. Paul Scholes is the Tomko of, of football. <laughs> They're very similar. Also, yeah. I think Messi will end up at City. There we go. Ooh. Just thought I'd mention that. I should have mentioned it in the news, but never mind. Yeah. Cheers. Wow, well, a lot of optimism there. Now, that's a good pick. I agree with you on everything you just said. Just don't ask for any elaboration. I'm going to go <laughs> with... I'll back to wrestling. Enough to talk about City cartoons and stuff. I was going to... I actually had two picks because I thought one of you would pick one of them. I thought one of you would pick Seth Rollins' gear at payback obviously nah instead I'm going to go with talk about later on AW Dynamite good show move to Saturday lots of moving around this uh, current period for AW Dynamite that poor Twitter account going it's on Thursday it's on Thursday stop asking us it's Thursday 
doesn't matter. Last week's AW Dynamite it was okay. It's all right. Middle of the road. Wasn't bad. Wasn't too much going on. All right. Main event, Brody Lee versus Cody. Uh, okay. See Cody dismantle this uh, crappy Dark Order who aren't really going anywhere. And wait, what's this? Brody Lee is just giving Cody three moves, four moves, five. And Cody's just pinned. Wait, what? Brody Lee annihilated Cody. He absolutely destroyed him, wiped the floor of him. You need a mop and bucket to deal with poor Cody after this match. <laughs> and it came out of nowhere, and they carried on beating him up and pushed him over the stretcher, which I think you have to do anytime you beat up somebody in wrestling now. And I love it every time. Uh, and Brody Lee's the new TNT champion. He took the crappy bits off the title that Cody had redone and went, hey, take your crappy belt. And now suddenly the Dark Order are cooled again. A completely unexpected squash. The best kind of squash. Uh, give me memories of Cena versus Lesnar at SummerSlam that one year. And yeah, that is it. Brody Lee murdering Cody. And Cody's dead. It's a shame <laughs> that, you know, dying on TV in the middle of a big push like that to, 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 to blow to AEW Dynamite. But it was worth it. RIP Cody. Thank you very much. Fair. Made me sad because Cody's my favourite. But that's that was the, the point. Thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's been this like, you know, slow slow heel turn for so long, but then one segment, one beat down, and you feel sorry for the guy again. Weird. Weird times. His wife got choked out as well by bloody what's she called? Anna J. Anna J. The magician, but she's not, I don't know. Yeah, yeah she made Cody's push disappear. Hey. It's great. <laughs> so those are the three amazing picks. Just for you. The cultaholic Patreon people. Of course, about four. Tomahawk steak. No matter how you no, have no, steak, the you porter, the this. porterhouse steak. Am I gone? Tom- Hello, oh, is Tomahawk steak. Friends, Tom- I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Hello. We can- yeah. Hello. Hello. Sorry. Sorry to clarify. Is Tomahawk steak? That's the name of the restaurant, right? That's the restaurant. Yeah. I'm oh, normally in the, the type- porterhouse steak. Oh, porterhouse steak. Sorry, porterhouse sounds like it could be a thing. Sorry, big fan. Yeah. Porterhouse steak. No matter how you have it, unless it's well done, you can vote for for Ross. Jack's is Paul Skulls. Yeah, it's Paul Skulls, yeah. Former wow. England International. I hear that very often. And mine is Cody dying. A hard, hard death on AW Dynamite. Thanks to Brody Lee. These three picks are yours and yours exclusively, but you must pick one to vanquish the quest. And you go that by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. <laughs> I'm just saying words that pop into my head. Can you tell? Patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. That's us. That's me. The wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah. As if there wasn't enough this weekend. This week in wrestling. And this is SmackDown. And usually I do my fun fact, but none of them being fun or interesting, as people have told me. Uh, so I actually watched SmackDown this week to see what Thunderdome looked like. And Vince welcomed us all to the Thunderdome, but is interrupted by The Fiend. Strowman came out to save the day, and Vince appears to have teleported to safety. <laughs> Yeah, where do you the, go? Uh, the Fiend and Braun have a stare down, but Retribution arrived to spoil the party. The Fiend disappears, leaving Strowman alone to get beaten down. The SmackDown locker room arrives to chase Retribution away, with Miz heroically arriving late. Yeah, Strowman like, is shaken and takes out Gulak and Jey Uso like a fanny. Yeah, because Miz was doing his, I was here as well, come on, like that sort of thing, yeah. Mm. Like when Weird. Billy Gunn arrived late. After Austin get hit by the car at Survivor Series 99. Uh, <laughs> Just saying. Weird, weird opening promo, in my opinion. Everyone can teleport. Vince and The Fiend. Mm. They can use flu powder or something. I don't know. It was okay. strange. 
that's the one. That's the answer. Uh, I call pro. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what to make of it. Uh, I mean, it all led, I suppose, to SummerSlam. But crucially, Retribution didn't show up at SummerSlam. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. They got a video package, though. That was nice. Yeah. Nice, of, nice of WWE to do that. That's, yeah. what, that's yeah. what you do when people are hijacking your TV shows, make a lovely promo package about them. But I, I, I found out the Miz is actually behind Retribution this week. Because after seeing that little late arrival for the Miz, I googled Miz Retribution, and there's a YouTube clip from the build-up to WrestleMania 35 where the Miz swears he will get Retribution for what Shane McMahon did to George. So this whole retribution thing, everybody, just because it's in the title of a promo package the Miz got on SmackDown from like March 2019, that's, you know, that's retribution is down to the Miz getting retribution for George. You heard it here first, everybody. No, no, Ross, Ross, don't say we're getting Miz versus Shane McMahon again. Please. (laughs) George, George versus Shane McMahon and George will win because of his retribution friends. Two years in the making. Uh, Sheamus faces Big E with the roster surrounding the ring to protect the match from retribution. Sheamus is about to win, but Corman decks Riddle on the outside and starts a brawl, which distracts Sheamus enough to get rolled up. Did that happen? Yeah. Oh, didn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, and then yeah. it was, was weird. I think I was looking at the the crowd. I was sad that I was sad that Big E won by luck. I'd rather Big E just won by winning. More fool you. Uh, Sasha and Bailey both face Naomi in a beat the clock challenge to see who faces Asuka first. Sasha wins, but Naomi beats Bailey out of nowhere. Asuka comes out and laughs. Ha ha ha. Sasha charges at her, but gets dealt with. Bailey runs away. Uh, blah blah. Sasha blah. was Sasha was laughing as well when Bailey got beaten, which was made made what happened at SummerSlam all the more surprising, and all the more egg on the face of Sasha because she was clearly happy that Bailey done effed up in her match on SmackDown. That's right. And then Bailey says, "Don't worry." At SummerSlam, I'll get my retribution. <laughs> it emerges throughout the show that AJ Styles sneakily injured Jeff Hardy's leg during the retribution stuff earlier. So Jeff has to wrestle their non-title match in a knee brace and use it gain the advantage towards the end and beats AJ. Afterwards, Styles is furious at the monster Abyss. Wait, what? Non-title? What? No, it was title. He's the champion, isn't he? Yeah, it was Wait, what? Oh, Jeff's sorry, I thought... Tally. Oh, wow. Were you I, trying to see if I was I'll watching? You what. Yeah, I no, think no. you did that I'll deliberately. Tell you what. Ah. I, I was half asleep when I, I Googled, Wikipedia'd Intercontinental Championship to make sure that AJ was still the champion. But he's not. You Googled Wikipedia. Aye, I did. <laughs> and then I went on. And then Wikipedia'd Google. I went on Intercontinental Champion and it was. It mustn't have been updated yet. Sorry, guys. That meant like that you fool. were supposed to update Wikipedia, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Strowman interrupts a Firefly Funhouse segment and batters Bray Wyatt. He takes him backstage and chokeslams him out of a loading bay. Bray is loaded into an ambulance, but the lights inside the vehicle turn red. The Fiend emerges as the backstage crew look on, shocked. They can't believe it. Yeah, that was weird. weird as hell. Adam Pearce deserves an Oscar for his acting when he's shouting at the ambulance, No! Go that way! Not this way! You go that way! That way! What do you... D- Can someone tell me what's going on here? It was fantastic. <laughs> Good job there. So, yeah, SmackDown looked and sounded different, but I forgot most of that happened. But, yeah, Jeff Hardy's the new IC champion. Woohoo. AEW Dynamite. Uh, FTR beat Private Party, and Tully Blanchard now appears to be their manager. Later, they got into Hangman's head about the Young Bucks possibly becoming number one contenders again, 
and it seems to imply that Hangman may cost the Bucks next week, which could help FTR. They heavily hit And if brilliant. we're right, by the way, uh, that'll have happened by the time that this comes on your YouTube. So, oh, yeah. just saying. Because it is the heavily oh, yeah. Thursday night and whatever. Heavily hinted this new Four Horsemen coming as well, because he was like, Tully said right at the end, forever the revolution. Revolution? Revelation. And apparently the Four Horsemen are in the Book of Revelation or something like that in the Bible. Yeah. I yes, think I've got are. that right. I hope I have. I saw someone on Reddit pointing out. Yeah. yeah, you lifted yeah. Four Horsemen into you from Revelation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they go, it's uh, and be... then Ric Flair rode on a white horse. Yeah, and whatever that's done. Hey, Mongo. Horseman. Yeah, they're, they're the four horsemen <laughs> in, the, in the in the original Bible, in the King James version. Mongo, <laughs> Flair, and lo, uh, Mongo did say unto Flair. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be Judge Death, Matthew. That's who I think it's going to oh. be from Bloody Judge Dread. What a reference! Absolutely, you cannot kill what does not live. I wanted to say one of the other three. Dark Judges, but I couldn't think of any of the more obscure ones, so I didn't look cool there. Uh, Mortis or Mort? Mort? Yeah, fi- Judge Fire. <laughs> but I know what you mean. There's, <laughs> That's yeah, not right, is it? And there's like Judge uh, Judge Famine. And, yeah, Judge Famine's one, and then... And Judge Procrastination. Judge, judge Judy. Judge Judy, yeah. There she is, yeah. So. Backstage, MJF is overselling a neck injury from Mox's attack last week. His lawyer presents a contact contract for the title match at All Out. MGF and co. want the Paradigm Shift banned, and if Moxie doesn't sign, they'll sue him. Of course, he has a Burberry neck brace, because he's MJF. And, uh, yeah, any thoughts there, Ross? He doesn't seem to realise that Moxie's got more than one finishing move and tailors his offence to who he's facing. Brian Cage being the example, winning with some sort of arm manoeuvre, because Cage lost his bicep or something, so yeah. He looked silly there, did the professional wrestling heel MJF. Yeah. You tell him, Ross. Yeah, I will. The Lucha Brothers <laughs> and the Butcher and the Blade lose an eight-man tag to Jurassic Express and the Natural Nightmares. The baddies all argue afterwards, but Eddie Kingston comes out to unite the families. He's planning something, and this is Eddie Kingston's first appearance as a proper employed employee of AEW. Yes. He's a he's a plotting. He's a plotting what to do. What's what's Neville Pack gonna think when he comes back and he's nicked all of his mates? He's gonna be like, oh there, you Kingston lad. That was awful. That was great. <laughs> so what are you about? Uh, cheers. Yo, Pack. I have to do Eddie Kingston now, don't I? Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, Pack. <laughs> What's up with thee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How yeah, did he pudding out of friendship? <laughs> anyway, Jericho is all sporting and congratulates Orange Cassidy on beating him. He proposes a third match with a Mimosa Mayhem stipulation. <laughs> Cassidy accepts but is then beaten down by the inner circle. Jericho's nice guy act was all a damn ruse. Now, this has been an inter- interesting feud. I can't talk for some reason. But I, like a lot of people, are going, I'm liking this. But it is a comedy feud. Right? It's not a serious feud. But what do you think, Ross? Yeah, it's a comedy feud. Yeah. It definitely is, because they're doing comedy things like debates and uh, mimosa mayhem matches, where the way they read out the rules, I can't remember the exact wording, but they made it sound like you won the match if you were the guy thrown into the mimosa. 
Which oh, of course what? you are you are in real life, but <laughs> not in professional wrestling because you know <laughs> drinks and that. But yeah, um, I don't know what to make of it. A lot of people are saying online. I saw that they're, they're a bit sick of this feud now, continuing on one more big match. But I th- yeah, it's different. We'll see what they've got planned. I don't know what to say about it. I feel like the fact that you can win by pinfall or submission or getting or being the you know the mimosa way makes me think that the finish will come. I think Jericho's going to win. Because I think that he'll win by pinfall or submission, but then get thrown into the mimosa anyway. Because it's funnier to see the heel get thrown in, isn't it? It's mm, not going to be funny yeah. if Orange Cassidy gets thrown in. No one wants to see that. Yeah, I think they'll, that'll be exactly what happens, Jack, and then they'll move on and just get something for Orange Cassidy to be doing and Jericho to be against somebody else. And obviously, that's one thing they could be doing, but they could be building up to the all-important Dakari destruction match with Ross on ringside. <laughs> It was great last time we met up and you had like this 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 pile of them. What else? Who? Me? Yeah. Dakari. Daiquiri. Daiquiri. Yeah. Did I? Do I drink daiquiri? Wait, what Is this was a joke week? that's gone over my head? What did you have last week? The, the cartons? Sangria. Sangria. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> No, I'll be Alan Beats, an enhancement guy. I'm actually, then... I'm actually training for a Sangria submission match, actually, man. There it is. Uh, yeah, that, thank you for saving me there, Paul. <laughs> Darby Allen Beats, an enhancement guy, but is then interrupted by Taz, who brings out Ricky Starks dressed as Darby. Wow, he's been totally pooned. Totally pooned? Who wrote this? Pwned. Pwned, yeah. But whatever. I've, like... I've gone back to the, uh, the early 2000s of that. As good as said, there's people watching this who don't even know what that... I feel just hey, said pooned. I was just thinking of the, <laughs> I was just thinking of the, you know, the famous South Park episode with the Warcraft guy. Yeah. When he, when he was, when they're about to finally kill him, and Carbon goes, "You're about to get totally pooned." I just thought of that when I wrote it. Yeah, and that's when the reference to pooned was dead. By the pooned. way, Poon. Poon. pooned. Pooned. Pooned sounds rude. No. Okay. Pooned. It's just that stuff. Stuff the rockets, isn't it? Oh, oh God. God yeah. Darby's jumped from behind by Brian Cage and the pair beat them down. I think Ricky Starks look cool as Darby Allen. He should dress up as him every week. And I also like the fact that he says, <laughs> I like turtles. Because <laughs> Darby Allen is clearly the little kid from that one video growing up. I didn't yes, like it. Is. I didn't like it at all. Didn't you? Nah. I found it cheesy. I found it cheesy because it's like... When Taz is going like, ha, 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 he's dressed as you and he's acting like a miserable teenager. I just didn't find it that effective. The beatdown was good, but I don't know. Sorry, lads. I'm sorry, in, in, this, in this chat, we, uh, we stand Taz, so I'll just ignore you. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Ivelisse and Diamante beat Brandy Rhodes and Elite to win Elite. the Women's Tag Team Cup. Thank God. Elite. Elite. I didn't even realise that was the... <laughs> Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I didn't know that was the that was actually the conclusion. That was so yeah. anticlimactic. Yeah, it was a finish. That was the final. Oh, it was a quick match. That was the final. Mm-hmm. That was crap. <laughs> I, I didn't even know I watched this episode. Oh, well, you know, it was a match. It was all right, but oh, okay, fair enough. Nothing else. And I've already talked about the amazing segment of Brody Lee murdering a guy on TV. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, mm. Any other thoughts there from either of you from AW Dynamite? Uh, Brandy didn't eat the pinfall. Bloody Brandy. If you Bloody got an action Brandy. figure out on uh, <laughs> every Walmart or wherever it's available. 
I enjoyed the scene of uh, the framing of the shot where Tony's interviewing Brody Lee while Cody's getting like carted out in the back and everyone's like worried and there's all the Dark Order celebrating. It was so good. It felt it felt really real. It felt like it felt like you really want someone to beat Mike Tyson and they've just he's just absolutely knocked them out and he's getting interviewed after. It was like no. It was like that feeling. It was great. Yeah. When Joe Rogan drags up the guy, so you've just not been knocked down in ten seconds. Yeah. How are you feeling in a cage like this? Yeah, <laughs> that was Cormier, wasn't it? The famous one. That was sad. Oh, yeah. oh. I mean, common sense would say it's probably not a good idea to get a guy who's just like you've just lost in front of people. You know, you've been training your entire life for this fight. How yeah. do you feel? Like, oh, oh honestly, <clears throat> I've been um. So you know our Robot Wars thing on Twitter, it inspired yes. me to find old episodes of Robot Wars. So I watched like the first four episodes of like the first wars. And one episode's like a special featherweight edition, so all the robots are tiny. And one of them is being driven by like a 10-year-old lad. It's just this little crap robot. Somehow gets to the final against this robot that's got a one-man team. He's there on his own. He's just an unashamed, just an absolute nerd. He's loving it. And his robot drive straight at this little lad's robot and just KOs it in like one ram. And the it cuts to the kid just like, huh? And the guy cuts to the guy going, yes, get in. He's so buzzing. <laughs> and then at the end, as the credits are rolling, it's all the music like the do, do, do. Just Philip Forrester interviewing this kid and he's bawling his eyes out. And that's how the that's how the show ended. I was I couldn't wow. believe it. It was a sad ending at Robot Wars. Oh that kid caught Brody lead. Yeah, that kid will be about 33 now. Yeah. Crazy. I'm sure he doesn't think about it much. Was it Adam Every Fitchy? single day of his life. <laughs> but yeah, there's two things there. One, yes, it was amazing. And two, that thread that Pachiti started about <laughs> um, forgotten TV moments in, from the UK. Yeah. Because I looked at it, I contributed it. Well, I contributed uh, the full, the full baby, baby video that they'd always put on Shooting Stars. Because yeah. I don't think enough people know there's a full version available online now, which is amazing. Um, the moment when the Chris Evans game show, Don't Forget Your Toothbrush, happened, and he says, not only will you guys win a holiday if you win the, the questions I'm going to give you, but so will the entire audience. And then the entire audience goes, Aka, over like the idea of like, oh, really? So it sounds like Steve Austin, 99, whenever they get a question right, the crowd like, yes, yes, come on. But have you seen the clip that someone else put on there? It's just become this amazing thread. I don't care, it's not about wrestling. On uh, Blind Date was still a black. Someone comes on and she's actually uh, an undercover journalist. And still a black knows. She goes, well, you know who you say you are, are you? <gasps> oh! You're actually a She's a journalist. And there's this awkward noise <laughs> in the crowd. And then she goes, well, yes, I work for Cosmopolitan. And, and the crowd, boo! <laughs> And even like worse. Green Street. <laughs> yeah. Journals. <laughs> Still a black absolutely hates journalists. But then she's been on a date with this dude, because that's all the concept of the show. And the guy didn't it's like, he being serious, Silla. It's like, yeah, I am love. And he's just, he's just hey, like, I'm sorry, they're... love. I really am. But she's not who she says she is. So you've lied, haven't you? I mean, I'm looking forward to the article, to be honest wow. with you. Hen. And they're like, so how you feel? Do you think you, you lie into this poor lad who people would have loved, loved to have gone on a date with? You've taken that from him. Well, no, so like, boom! Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Sin and I know that people savage. Yeah, so, some people go and look at the other stuff we talk about. It's all on YouTube because there's the video with... Um, Matthew Kelly and uh, mm. what's his name? Richard, is it Skinner? Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner, thank you. Um, 
Yeah, and a load of the comments are, yeah, Cultaholic sent me, please look for that blind A1, because I've never seen that before. <laughs> I it's need amazing. to see that as well. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sadly, we go back to wrestling. Uh, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Drew McIntyre cuts a promo about how he overcame Orton and offers him a rematch. Orton jumps him from behind and they brawl backstage where Drew gets punted twice in the heat. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. I don't know Just. what to say about that. Yeah, it. What do you say about it? Ow. I think. He, he kind of missed with the punts. Yeah, well, the, the, the exact cut when it happens. I mean, yeah. yeah. Nia Jax attacks Shayna Baszler during a match against Bailey. Oh, then somehow man. they both realise they hate Sasha and Bailey more than each other and chase them to the back. The tag title defence at payback. Oh, here it goes, it says here. Like and then the later, cow, I was thinking of Keenan Cowell. Yeah. Later, Shayna prevents Bailey from interfering in a SummerSlam rematch between Asuka and Sasha, allowing Asuka to win. It was weird, and it did feel like in Mr. Segment, when it's suddenly like, oh yeah, they're teaming up now. It's basically one episode, they've gone from enemies to friends. But I think that was overshadowed by the fact that they were backstage talking, and sometimes you can literally see the fingerprints of Vincent Mann on the script that they have to read from. When Shayna Baszler sees Nia Jackson, goes, all right, Haystacks Calhoun, <laughs> which is such an outdated old reference. I'm surprised the screen didn't go black and white and all grainy when it happened. I have no idea why someone would say a reference that ancient. All right, Mandy Dingle. Like, I have no idea why it was such an obscure, <laughs> outdated thing. Like, and I think it's why people like AW brag about the, the demos, about how they're winning. Now, it is only old people who watch the shows. And this is stuff that brings it up. But I think I'm rattling on about something boring. Ross, what did you think about any of this? I thought it was quite a good reference to make because, like, presumably Nia Jax hasn't got a clue who Jane ha- uh, Haystacks Calhoun is. Like, it's a giant Haystacks there. It's a completely different man. Um, it was the speed of this one, which was weird for me because obviously in a world where, you know, the bar exists and Team Hell No, it's a thing we do in the wrestling where, I'd, like, foes team up because they realise... 
that yeah, they're good at the fighting together. But Nia was literally mid mid punch on Shayna when this one happened, and it was that, that's just a bit too weird for me. And just it's it's just because they don't put any focus on the women's tag team division, do they? And this is what they're doing. It's a bit of a shame, but it is what it is. Lads, do you think because this is the key one? I think this is the key prediction that could tilt the custody of Adam Pacitti and mine or uh, Tom's favor. Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to give up predicting on Sasha Banks and Bailey because I've been saying for half a year now this is this is the event where it's going to happen. Never does. You think they're still going to win? Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. I've gone for Shayna and Nia. I want custody of Adam. Yeah, but Nia, Sh- sorry, Shayna said to Nia, "You leave me alone after we win the tag team titles. Get off me back and leave me alone." She said. I don't know if she's going to do that if she wins the tag team titles. In, in all fairness, Tom's going to be better at the video that we make of being in custody, like Adam being our child, than I am, I think. How he, can that be a video, though? Like, what? You're just going to go down to the courts and get the papers done? Is, <laughs> yeah. is, is that the video? I've got oh, no idea. Please, what if we're going to have, like, Ross outside the court, like it's look north, going, well, they've been, <laughs> they've been in discussions all morning there. Jack, Jack in the studio. 100% doing that. <laughs> Running people walking past on the key cycle. We've, we've what do you to... make of a... <laughs> <laughs> you just go to... What do you make of a 32-year-old man being <laughs> now, given I... to the custody of a 27-year-old YouTube I man? Feel, I feel like we've got to find ways of making videos socially distanced, obviously, but the last one with Tom and Ross was really, really good, so I'm excited if I win. A part of the winning will be the treat of doing a video again, like a fun one, a skit. That was fun, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was fun to direct that one. Eric Rowan was actually in the video, not me. Sorry, yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think, because uh, you asked, that uh, Banks and Bailey will retain. Oh, flip, flippy I'm flip. I'm sorry, but it's... Sorry, do you yeah. really want the custody of Adam? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting a character. Oh, no, is it the, my is it the son. Winner, the winner. The winner gets the custody of the loser. The winner gets custody of Adam. I just want to do a funny video again. Like I don't either. I don't want to actually... The problem is that it's going to drag on, isn't it? Like yours and Sam's marriage, I suppose. I don't want I, that. That's just, that came to an end recently. Fair, congratulations. Got Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Alistair Black is the guest on the Kevin Owens show. And he's still selling his eye assault from Ron's a few weeks ago. He feels faint as Owens asks, but you're not a real wrestler, are you? I mean, you're a journalist. <laughs> uh, turns heel and takes him out before he can ask any more pesky questions. Yeah, yeah, got to do something on the Black, I guess. He's not done much apart from get beat up. And I like the fact that anyone shows up with an eye patch because if you wear an eye patch, you look fifty percent cooler despite having fifty percent less vision. He should keep yeah. it forever. He looked good with it. I like I like the storyline aspect as well because Kevin Owens knocked on his door, so Alistair Black kicked his head off. Remember <laughs> that? Yeah. I've just, is it Futurama? What's it from? I've just had a thought in my head there. Of the, the, you remember when someone goes, nice depth perception, one eye. Are they talking to Leela in Futurama, Matthew? I think so, yeah. Thank you. I thought I'd clarify. I just got it in my head when we were talking about his depth perception, his vision. Mm. Mm. What a great finish, by the way. As the black sets up the, the big kick, it just misses completely. Kevin Owens like, oh, okay, and pins him because he's got no depth perception. <laughs> anyway, just me. <laughs> I noticed that he uh, knocked on the door and waited for someone to answer. So if the Royal Mail are watching, uh, that's how it's done. Uh. <laughs> Mark Henry's in the ring to induce an arm wrestling challenge between Apollo Crews and Bobby Lashley. Oh. Apollo wins the Hurt Business attack 
Apollo dives onto them and runs away, and then later Lashley batters Ziggler and Cedric and Raw Underground. Then there's a brawl between the Hurt Business and the Viking Raiders and the Hurt Business stand tall. Oh my That's god. A lot of words. I'm getting sick of the Hurt Business should be easy to write, because they're good. But they keep on giving them like seventy percent of raw. I'm just sick of them. I hate the Hurt Business now. And it's not their fault. I don't know. They're taking it in turns, aren't they? It was the Vega Boys a couple of months ago, and now it's the Hurt mm. Business. Yeah. But I, did you think, oh, why are they doing an arm wrestling match on this week's Raw? Because I was. But it someone, was I don't know who put it on, on, the interweb, on the interweb, sorry, but somebody did. The insane YouTube numbers arm wrestling matches do in WWE. There's one between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman a couple of years ago, <laughs> and it's got like 89 million views. So no wonder they brought it back, because right. how the... 89 million views for one one arm wrestling video from the wrestling. Oh. Unbelievable well, we, scenes. We know what to do next time there's a draw in a predictions contest. Yeah. Arm wrestling. arm wrestling. Millions of hits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack versus Tom arm wrestling <laughs> for custody of grown man child Adam Pacini. <laughs> this has really disturbed you, this Pacini thing. You're throwing it at me like it's a brick. By the way, Adam Pacini is up for adoption and he's wrestling like a, like a school kid. I just yeah. don't see him that way. Not like it's an a accurate, very odd not, thing. Not like an accurate school kid. He looks like one of the Bash Street kids. Oh, what have they done to deserve that comparison? I've just realised what he's doing. What's he he's doing? He's doing that, that thingy Samson's video, isn't he? For that song that he really likes from Eurovision. The Dad Samson. Teenage Life. Yeah, he wants to, he's auditioning for a part in that now, isn't he? <laughs> did you learn at school today? What did you learn? Great song. Oh, that. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he probably he probably went to school with him. No, no, but he's been in touch like, with Daz. Oh, has he indeed? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Orton is interrupted mid-promo by a debuting Keith Lee. <laughs> I think we're talking about this long enough, so we'll skip ahead. Uh, the main event is Seth and Murphy versus Ray and Big Dom, but Retribution. Sorry, we're talking we're talking on the on the pitches, Matthew. That was a different video. You're right, I beg your pardon, I will talk about it. Orton is interrupted mid-promo by debuting Keith Lee, who challenges him <laughs> to a match. That match is interfered... Oh, bloody hell. This match is ended by interference from Drew McIntyre, who grabs Orton for the DQ. Orton runs off, but later attacks Drew again backstage and punts him a third time. I don't know if any wrestler in the history of WWE has been punted three times by Randy Orton in one show. They want him off. Sean, payback, Sorry. don't they? They're trying to write him off. Go on, Ross. Now, I was going to say, Shawn Michaels has just changed the game, hasn't he, for punts worldwide by no selling that one last week. Yeah. That's it's really like NXT Sorry, style where it's going to need three punts just to get a kick out. I think I'm upset, Jack. Why? You're right, Jack. You look, you look very frustrated that I cut you off. I'll let you speak again. Oh, no, no, it's all, no, I'm sorry. I'm just, my, right, okay. My arse is really uncomfortable, so I keep shifting. I didn't, I know <laughs> I did that there and sat really like that. That's not annoyance. That's literally just trying to get comfortable and it's not working. Uh, no, right, no, don't worry about that. Phew. <laughs> oh, that was the point. Uh, the main ah. event is Seth and Murphy versus Ray and Big Dom, which I thought they were going to do a payback. Uh, but Retribution interfere. Seth and Murphy amscray. It's a word that doesn't get used enough. Thank you, Jack. As the Mysterios are beaten down to end an immensely frustrating show, Matthew. Wow. What makes you say yeah, that, Jack? Because it took me ages to write those notes because <laughs> Raw these days under Big Bruce is just all over the place and I can't keep unpicking it every week. It's driving us mad. <sighs> I can tell, you're right. When you read it back like that and you have to read it out as I'm butchering, 
it's a lot of stuff happening, but nothing happening at the same time. It's very fragmented and it's very piecemeal. Yes. NXT. Way Barrett is on commentary. Yes. That's right. Mr. Bad News himself, because God knows enough of that in wrestling, has returned to NXT with that amazing Northwest dialect where I'm going to pronounce every word. I don't think that's Northwest. I think he's putting on a voice. It's like Northwest. It's what Northwest accents, what Sean Connery's accent is to Scotland, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Carrying Cross and Scarlet. Is. Well, because like Freddie Freddie Flintoff's from Preston, where I think Barrett is claimed to be from, isn't he? They're both from Preston, yeah. and Freddie Flintoff sounds like he's from Preston. But that's one hell of an act to keep up all of the time for Barrett if he is unbelievable. Well, maybe it's just become his act. Regal has let it slip a bit in recent years, hasn't he? He kind of goes a bit more northern now and then. Mm. On NXT, now that he's on NXT, that but- way he pronounced <laughs> Baylor on this week's NXT yeah. was sensational. <laughs> Oh dear, Barrett. Never has anyone heard the story of how bad news Barrett became a gimmick. No, yes. please tell us. Ross has heard it, huh. but I'll tell you. I'll, I can't remember. Just, it, just though, tell yeah. me. <laughs> I, I heard a rumor or saw it on a shoe interview or something that apparently Cody Rhodes used to rip on Barrett backstage all the time for being old and how old he was, and he used to say like, because they're really good pals. It was like that, and apparently Cody used to say like. I remember watching you in the 80s when you were Bad News Barrett, like just some old school gimmick. But then it just became an actual gimmick, so I think that's quite a nice story. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like how something's hard to take the mick and ends up being the most successful thing you ever did. It happens quite a lot in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising, yeah. That, isn't it? It's a very weird industry. Wait, Carrion Cross and Scarlet come out. Cross <laughs> vacates the NXT title. Yeah, we go. Yeah, Carrion Cross had uh, such a good match with Keith Lee that he decided things are going too well. And decided to injure his shoulder in the process because we can't have nice things in WWE right now. So there's no champion NXT. And Regal announces that with a solution to all the problems NXT with a multi-man match for the vacant title. So next week it'll be a Not four-way... just a multi-man match. Yeah. Oh, just you wait. Four-way Iron Man match to decide the new champion. Oh my word. Cole versus Gargano versus Champa versus Bala. And I'm praying they do a... Th- <laughs> Jack's notes here. And I'm praying they do a WrestleMania 12 just to see Matthew's reaction. A lot of people seem really hyped for this because, work rate, the only thing that matters in wrestling, splurt, splurt, meh. Um, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to this at all. Because, yeah, it. Uh, my least favourite uh, uh, bit about NXT is what I like to call Garganoism, which is moves, moves, moves and kickouts for the sake of doing them. No rhyme or reason, no story needed, just kick out on to... It's off the top rope, kick out a two. Off the balcony, kick out a two. The Thunderdome, kick out a two. So a I will of, not be watching that match of, because I want to be positive. Aren't you a fan of Tanaka Awesome? Yes, I am. Why do you ask? Well, it's just the same match, isn't it? How dare you. I'll come to <laughs> Cultaholic Section B and get you. Anyway. But that's just me. Jack, you're the positive young up-and-go-getter. <laughs> Uh, you remember you me, me that for about four years. <laughs> what, go on. What do you think? Uh, honestly, I'm kind of agreeing with you already on this one. Oh. Because, the, yes, they've been backed into a corner, but there isn't really much story beyond the fact that they're four greats of NXT. However, I do have faith that they can put together a good match as long as it doesn't go too 
Gargano-y, as you would say. Mm. However, on the other hand, it almost certainly is going to go to Gargano-y, isn't it? So I, I don't know. If they I'll strike the right, to... go on. If they strike the right balance, it could be amazing. But I don't know. Well, I was expecting you to be the positive one here. So, Ross, what are your thoughts on Super Tuesday? I honestly have no thoughts. I like the magnitude of the match that they've put on with, you know, legitimate, I think they're calling it the four cornerstones of NXT. Uh, you can't really argue against that, can you? Um, but the the hour long, as you say, how is it going to be like 12, 7, 2, 13? Like, full, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It could go one way or the other. Um, yeah, I've got no idea what to say about it. Fair dues. Well That's the sort Steve, of analysis it? you come here for. Bloody <laughs> hell. <laughs> uh, Breezango beat Imperium to become the new NXT Tag Team Champions in what may be Breezango's best ever match. Loved how this went, loved how it flowed. They look like proper wrestlers, and that sounds daft. No, they are proper wrestlers, but they are sometimes too comedy. There wasn't any uh, super sexy entrances here, which I was expecting. And yeah, they thwarted Imperium. Mm. Good for them. And they posed the tag titles. They look very happy. I am made up for those lads. You look it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable in this chair. I was thinking, can I possibly stand up to do the rest of the podcast? But I don't think the webcam would allow just for Just do it. a Tom Phillips. What's that? Just Oh, yeah. Get, well, the, get the legs wide. Yeah, let's try that. Well, me- message people on your phone. <laughs> Matthew. Anyway, aye, that was a was it a weird finish? The old double leg drop thing that didn't really land, but you know that was the plan spots. So that's what oh, they did anyway. God. Was that just me who thought that? Um, I, I wasn't looking too hard actually. Maybe it, maybe it didn't. <laughs> Let's look at Jack instead. It's weird. This. This, weird. this is some fantastic listening for audio listeners. Audio oh, listeners. Oh no, yeah, I forgot this audio. Jack the Jobber has put his, his his stool to one side. They are hard and metal and wooden on the base. We have little thin cushions that don't do much. They're all right for a ten minute news video, but not for a, a pitches yeah. video and podcast double shoot, brother, brother. Um, so he's taken the decision to stand up with his feet. He's now adjusting the microphone accordingly to fit his six foot seven frame. It's now in his mouth, and we're back on the podcast. And he's now it. jumping up and down. I'm ready. He's about to spit out the hottest diss track of 2020. <laughs> uh, Champa beats. Jake oh god, Atlas. it looks like I'm. It looks like I'm ready to like it. <laughs> it's like Live Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a bit of Bono. Well, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Champa beats Jake Atlas in under a minute. Then battles him for ages. They stretch him out, but Champa attacks again. Shades of the late great Brody Lee there. What do you think, uh, MC Jack? I can't look at myself in the thing now. Um, I felt bad for Jake Atlas, you know, because he's he's really good and he's been a sacrificial lamb here to make Chamber look like a badass. I like the segment, but do we need to make Chamber look like a badass? We know he's a badass. What did you think the point was of it? I don't know what the point was. I was hoping one of you two knew what the point was, why he went a bit further than he had to, because I, I didn't know either. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, whenever someone goes away and comes back, they need to do something really impressive, like killing Jake Atlas. That's it, I think. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. New, new unique move, the slingshot uh, into the underside of the ring apron. That was all right, I suppose. The ref threw up a big X as well, though. He was like, whoa, 
this lad's hurt. He was emotionally hurt. as well as physically. Yeah. <laughs> Santos Escobar retains the cruiserweight title against Isaiah Scott. Afterwards, Drake Maverick loses to Kyle O'Reilly in a pretty short order. That's not very nice, that wordplay there. I didn't mean... Uh, Strong and Fish beat Maverick down afterwards, but Kyle doesn't seem keen. Killian Dane makes a save and then attacks Maverick anyway. But Kyle O'Reilly didn't seem too pleased with the beatdown. Intriguing. Because are we going to get babyface Kyle O'Reilly that we all deserve? Maybe. Oh, I hope so. I can see it. And Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez beat Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley after Gonzalez impressively pins Ripley. Got decent chemistry. It was impressive. Mm. Big bloody power bomb, wasn't it? Woof. Yes. The big bloody power bomb. <laughs> oh, that She's just given her a big bloody power bomb. You know what I've just thought, by the way? Come we on. could be on the brink of Wade Barrett versus Adam Cole in a boom off. Who originated the boom in the wrestling theme oh. scene? Oh. Barrett's was better as well. It had the old the, the reverb on it before. It was like wa ba 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 boom. Barrett Adam is, Cole. Oh, Barrett is one of the those people that I couldn't believe got released. Or did his contract just run out? He left of his own accord, didn't he? Right, he was right. sick. Right. He was with the mm. lads and then they were going nowhere, so he was like, I'm going bloody out. Yeah. yeah. And then he appeared in our Royal Rumble on commentary. And whipped off his elbow pad and knocked him. Oh, the crowd went. The crowd still love him. He's still very over all the time. Mm. Where the yeah. reason, therefore, that he's now hired by NXT. So it goes. Yeah. So so goes the. <laughs> apparently, we, we we gave him the we gave him the bug back, didn't we? Apparently, I can't remember who said I it. I was I was joking. I didn't. <laughs> oh no! I've heard apparently that apparently when he was backstage, I was he was like getting excited and stuff. He was like, "Oh no, I'm getting the bug again" or something. I don't know. It was just ill. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, WCPW between uh, Wade Barrett and Dave Bradshaw had the biggest commentary team in wrestling history. Oh, God. Dave is a tall man, isn't he? He's the, yeah. Also the loveliest man. Love Dave. Yeah. But I like the idea of Wade Barrett challenging Adam Cole and goes, oh, Adam Cole, I'm going to hit you harder than a pie sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Preston cuisine, by the way. Oh, pie sandwich. What are they yeah. called? Wig- is it Wigan Wig Kebab or something like that? I'm sure it's called something like that. Oh, no, People from the Northwest, let me know if you're still alive. <laughs> oh, God. The pandemic's awful around there. <laughs> I didn't um, mean to sound so like hot. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible in Northwest. Mm. Yeah, we can come. We can confirm we've been there. Well, that was a lot of wrestling. I think that's it. Going once, going twice. Oh, oh, stop. Uh, Impact did the second half of their two-week special. Uh, there was an Iron Woman match, and it was a good one. It was a good Iron Man. Uh, Diona Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace. Check it out if you haven't. There you go. Three, oh, two... Uh, oh. Sorry, Kojima's an idiot as well. Oh. Kojima had a match in New Japan against El Desperado, and the gimmick was... The stipulation was that uh, if you use your finisher, it's a DQ, and he just lariated him. And got DQ'd? Well, one idiot. Right. No. Go on once, go on twice. That's the end. Yay! Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> and now it's time to have a look in the mailbag. Number one. Greetings, Earthlings. It's me, Logan, who has a convoluted last name. 
I am here to discuss conspiracy theories. Insert the dramatic music. Thank you, Ross. While in lockdown, I have fallen in a rabbit hole of wrestling-related videos, and in doing so, I have listened to a few wrestling-related conspiracy theories. Some that stick out to me are Montreal Screwjob was just a big work. I love that. That that will be 50 years old, and people will still be saying, ah, it was all a work, that. I love that. I'll tell you what, though. Scott Hall, he, he's the one who thinks it's a work, and everything he says does make sense. Just put it out there. I sound like AJ Styles, don't everything, I? Everything Scott Hall says makes sense. Ah, I don't know. He wow. was on about like the, the certain camera angles. that it's, it's a shoot interview somewhere. YouTube is probably there. It all does make sense. Wow. Flat Earth doesn't, though. That's a load of crap. <laughs> Randy Savage had a relationship with a 17-year-old Stephanie McMahon. Allegedly, according to this, by the way. I know yeah. why the laws are still a thing. WWE doctors didn't clear Daniel Bryan in order to stop him from taking the spotlight off of Roman Reigns. Wow, I've not heard that one before. <laughs> no, that one. The Ultimate Warrior was replaced after his death. After it... Oh, oh you mean in like, like, He was like, meant to have yeah, died in the 90s, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he looked nothing like what he used to. Fake, fake, anyway. And finally, Brock Lesnar actually knocked Undertaker out in order to beat the streak at WrestleMania 30. Oh, me and Ross were there when that got put out into the world. Yeah, That's it was actually Paul Heyman, wasn't it? One. Uh, yeah. Inside the ropes, decided to say that for some reason. Sounded so convincing, he did as well. Yeah. He's like a cult leader. He could say anything. So there was a drunk lad in the crowd who got so angry at him saying that that he got kicked out. Yeah, I remember you saying. <laughs> Still real to him, damn it. It was really the funny watching, here, Ken, watching Kenny be like, shut up and sit down. <laughs> why, were you, why was he talking to Paul Heyman like that? Uh, the, question, <laughs> the question here is simply, which wrestling conspiracy theory piques your interest the most? You don't have to necessarily believe it, but which seems the most plausible or entertaining? Oh, I've got one here. Thanks for all you do and keep up the great name. I will even let you have a shot at the last name. Logan Campagnon. All right, Campagnon. Look, I'll spell it. Campagna. Campagnon. Yeah. Looks Italian. C-A-M-P-A-G-N-O-N-E. Oh, that is Campagnon. Campagnone. Campagnone. Hey. Yeah. Oh God! Why have we done uh, accent? <laughs> Made like Paulie and the Sparrows, uh, commandatory. So thank you very much, Logan. Appreciate that question. I've got a conspiracy theory. I think oh. Justin, the- uh, Justin theory, bloody Justin Henry, sent this or spread it around. I don't think it got any traction. Do you remember when John Cena wrestled Ken Kennedy? He took that hip toss and then was injured, and he was all like, "Oh no, an innocent move like that, you could barely tell." And then he returned with no warning whatsoever at Royal Rumble 2008. Justin Henry thinks that was a secret wellness policy violation, hidden by the fact that the injury that Cena sustained is supposed to have a much longer recovery period. And that there he was in Royal Rumble 2008 uh, looking fine and dandy. Well, it was all just a cover-up. That is a that's a good one. That is a good one. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> oh, I mean, of course, it's like it's a bit silly. I mean, John nice Cena is about. our hero. <laughs> mm. He's our natural big hero. <laughs> I saw he eats him a lot like, of eats a lot of tomahawk steak. Was on Sky Sports, maybe. He's on on Soccer AM, I think, one of the times when he's like, "Look, I've got big old hands. I'm just built to be this big." And I was thinking, John, you're actually like a monster, though. Like, you know. 
So, I mean, that's just mine. I'm not, again, just, I think it's an interesting one that could fit. Maybe there's something there because would they ever give Cena a wellness policy? Of course not. But anyway, that's not just a wrestling thing. That's a, what's it saying? That's just a theory, a wrestling theory. Have you got any, Jack? My favorite one is the, uh, the popular conspiracy theory around sort of this time last year that uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins' relationship was a work which was put oh, out there yeah. by one Matthew Gregg. Uh, <laughs> turned out to be utter bollocks, utter complete bollocks, actually. Uh, and I'd just like to congratulate both Seth and Becky on the impending arrival of their new child together. So <laughs> there we go. Fake kid, fake pregnant. <laughs> Look, it's not my fault that they had all the chemistry of, you know, a hostage and a hostage taker. Sorry, sorry that they look, oh, here, like, so, that's a, th- that's a thing they say on Friends, though, isn't it? When uh, Chandler's having a bit of a crisis about his partner who's an actress and she's necking on with some man. I think it's Joey's like, if there's no chemistry on stage, that means they are. Oh, that's just... doesn't matter. Oh, you've disproven the... Yeah, yeah I've just yeah. talked out to you. Yeah, oh, just talked to you. Ross, what have you got for us? Uh, mine's that... Uh, I'm going to whisper it because he's out there, but... You know, when Sam was saying that uh, Dean Ambrose leaving WWE <laughs> was a conspiracy, and he would eat his own hat. He would That's eat his hat. Right. He's not one. done it. He's not done that. He's, he still hasn't done it. Um, he was, he's just he was, outside the door here. He was, uh, he was wearing a hat the other day as if to taunt us. Only, I know. Yeah. I see a, pie, it, I see, a pie hat. It comes back in the comments quite regularly now, and so people haven't forgotten, and I'm just going to put out there just to make sure he does actually eat the hat, because Tom, Tom's eating a spider, for goodness sake. Right. <laughs> The, le- the, least Sam word. Could, the least Sam could do would eat a hat. <laughs> the weirdest... Ross, <laughs> yeah. Ross's presenting style is usually so loud. It's so surreal to hear him do a wildlife <laughs> yeah. documentary voice. <laughs> Ross's ASMR talks about some. <laughs> not no one wants thing. to hear my... Well, I got a, a lot of back... Because I thought, we, you know, our predictions for SummerSlam last week, I was thinking, oh, biggest party of the summer. Let's get some sangria and have a drink and have a bit of fun. And everyone hated it. Why? Largely because I was swigging oh. and the noise, and obviously because I was being obnoxious and pretending to be drunk and all that malarkey. But yeah, I missed the ball on that one. I'm sorry, everybody. But yeah, other than that one that we we can't shout about is uh, Hogan's black eye. Mm. That was a good one for years. Yeah, so mm. many people had so many different things. Did he hurt in a, a ski jet accident thingy malarkey? Did Savage knock him out because he was cheating with uh, Liz backstage or whatever? Was any more out there? Brett, Matthew? Was, it, was it Brett? Oh, yeah, Brett. Because he took, well, yeah, took, no. his, he took Brett his spot. Brett punch Hogan. Brett would, <laughs> Brett would punch Hogan. Ah, oh, would he? Aye. Oh, Brett fears now. <laughs> Brett, Brett was meant to be... tears in my eyes, was, he gave Hogan a black eye and said it was, was the best be, black eye ever had. Brett was meant to be solid, wasn't he? He could have beat up Sean, Michael. No, no, I'm not saying that he couldn't if he wanted to, but I'm saying that he wouldn't. No. Yeah, he was. The idea of Brett Hart going the Hulk Hogan going... You said you were going to put over the excellence of execution at the no, SummerSlam pay-per-view. <laughs> Sorry. But now Vince McMahon is telling me that you're wait, not going to put wait, over wait, wait. the best you're there saying, is, the best there was. <laughs> Hogan. What, brother? Eh. You're, nah. saying that, you're saying that Bret Hart wouldn't punch somebody for screwing him out of a title? Oh, oh, okay. Rest in my shadows prove that he could do that. Yeah, so I mean, I know that Vince is not as terrifying as Hogan, but that's sort of a good conspiracy theory. The idea that Vince McMahon has put out that it was only because the, the Scrooge, 
So he gets the screw job that he allowed Brett to, <laughs> to spark yeah. about. I, and he I said, like... that Vincent Man, Vincent Man is convinced, probably still to this day, that if it was one on one legit fight, that he could take Bret Hart. Now, would. I believe I that because the. The Kurt Angle story on the plane ride from hell. He, want, he, could, he believed he could take down Kurt Angle in a shoot fight. <laughs> and he's not saying, like, in a time machine, if 20-year-old me took on that. No, no, no he no. means, like, that, that Vincent man there, the nearly 50-year-old guy in 97, because could, could take on Brett. It's just a bloke thing, isn't it? it? My dad's 50, 54 and thinks he could beat oh. me in a race still. So, like, what's he on about? Come on, Graham. Have you ever gone, all right, then? Nah... In fact, the last time he said that was probably in his 40s. But still, like, but still, I'm a lithe young man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, some good conspiracy theories out there. But... All right. Apparently, okay, I'll move on, but the apparently, according to the Something to Wrestle With podcast about WrestleMania 9, Hogan says that that was caused by a jet ski and said that if uh, somehow he fell off the jet ski because he had the last 12 hours getting drunk and just lied to the guy and says, are you sober? Yeah, 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 fine. And he just fell off the jet ski and the jet ski went and hit him and broke his orbital bone. And he said that if it hit him here, it would have decapitated him. If it hit him here, it'd be brain dead and all this other stuff. So he was actually very lucky that he only broke his orbital bone. It sounds like a And according home. to Hogan, oh no, wait, wait. According to Hogan, when the the commission were asking, well, what's, what's with that? It doesn't look like he can wrestle with that. He goes, oh, it's just an angle, bro, that's all makeup. He just BS no. them and just went in the ring and WrestleMania 9 and, you know, ruined things. <laughs> I don't know. If you can't believe Hogan, who can you believe, Jack? A man of integrity. <laughs> the ex-bassist from Metallica. <laughs> oh, again, one last thing. Apparently the story that Hogan put out for years, by the way, that he missed a call uh, for to be the George Foreman, a grill dude, before they picked George Foreman, is actually true. What? It sounds like something that Hogan would say, but apparently his agent is the same as George Foreman's, and they were getting the grill sort out, and they really needed an answer like then and there. And Hogan either didn't answer his call or didn't respond to the voicemail and was like, oh, whatever. And they went, no, we really need to get this sorted out. So then they called George Foreman. So apparently that's, that story is actually true, that Hogan was this close to getting that grill that made George Foreman millions. I thought George so. Foreman invented the grill. No, what? He, what that's yeah, just the storyline. Yeah, oh, sorry, I've been, <laughs> I've, been worked, I've been worked by George, George Foreman. George Foreman stopped boxing to invent a grill. I thought he could invent a grill. I thought he was a clever guy. No, he had his sons, uh, George, 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 yes. George, and George. Not the other George, he was grounded to help him with it. Yeah. Anyway, question number two, sup. I've been watching wrestling since 2006 when I was six years old. Oh, this isn't going to be a GCSE maths question, is it? Uh, as a young fan, I never understood the concept of someone being a bad wrestler. If they win matches, they're a good wrestler, right? This all changed... <laughs> this all changed when I was 13 and watched a David Otunga match. <laughs> Poor Dave, man. Poor Dave. I like it. I like Dave. My question is, who is the first wrestler you guys note as being not very good? Thank you all for keeping my brain occupied during my late night shifts as a parking attendant. Sincerely, uh, Mark Mauricio from Juraper Valley, California. Thank I'm you sorry, you guys. I'm really sorry about my inability to pronounce anything. I thought I was a good speaker before I did this podcast, I swear. Um, yeah, who was the first time you, as a kid, you saw someone and went, "Oof, Great Carly." What me. period, Great Carly? Early when he first arrived in Smack on SmackDown. Right, because that was the year that he was amazing. 
Oh, not amazing, but like he was, yeah. like he was a big deal. <laughs> like the clean lost Undertaker, Macho Cena and all that. I think I might have also seen quite early on the Giant Gonzalez match with the Undertaker, but the first one I really remember thinking, oh, wait, he's actually bad at this, was Great Carly. Which I hate saying that because he appeared on mine in Sam's song, but and seems like a great dude, but no, nah, I don't. He's not, he wasn't very good. What about you? Mm. Uh, I think review, I think Ross, you say something while well, I think. Rodney of the Mean Street Posse, <laughs> the blonde one. Terrible. Even back then when I was eight, nine, at a push up ten maybe. Terrible. You could always tell. Of the mean street of the three mainstream posse, he was the worst by a country mile. And the worst wrestler in the world ever. <laughs> I didn't think Midian was that bad on the basis that he had that cool shirt that was the eye in the eye. And he used to team with Viscera, who was good. Until he became naked Midian. And then I realized, God, this man is bad. <laughs> and so are both of his balls. That was that was an awakening for me. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, so moving on from Naked Midian. The current best storyline in all of wrestling, of course, isn't Brody Lee or anything like that. It is, of course, the moral dilemma question, as asked three weeks ago, which my mom decided to weigh in because we yes. mentioned this week, so I don't know what's happening. So I'll read this out. I haven't read all of it, so I'm just going to read it out for the first time here. Imagine Matthew- if this is something salacious and horrible <laughs> oh, <laughs> from Mrs. Greg. Could you imagine oh, what a no. turn that would be for the podcast? Dear Matthew, Jack and Ross. Is she lovely- starting like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Good evening, She's Mrs. Greg. Hello. Yeah. Hi, lovely- Mrs. Botchamania. Um, <laughs> the players are married. No, don't call her that. All right, uh, look, Mama Botch. There, there, Big Mama Botch. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I didn't say Big Mama Botch. I said Mama Botch. Big Bosch. Mama Botch. I did not say Big Mama Botch. <laughs> and the fact she watches this, I'm like, oh, no. Lovely to get a mention on the podcast. And wait a minute, I copy pasted this from the email, but it just, it just says the word emoji. And I don't know if the life of me, if my mum typed that, <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to get yelled at. Thank you, Ross, for saying you'd like my opinion about your man's dilemma. In brackets, hope you meant it. I, I did. I agree with you all, actually. The guy is going to go for it regardless. If all is fair in love and war, then there can be no problem. Sometimes, though, affairs of the heart don't always follow logic. The guy may need to prepare himself for, I don't want her, but don't want anyone else to either. I don't want, don't want anyone else to either from his friend. There we go. But I truly hope that for the girl in question, it's a case of rejection is God's protection. Here, honestly, <laughs> your your mum is so wise. I can't believe the wisdom that's being dropped here. I can't believe I've never it. heard that before. Rejection is God's protection. And she is now free to enjoy true love with the new guy and that the friend is mature enough to accept that your man and ex-girlfriend have found happiness together. That's such a good answer. It was explained that the friend doesn't like to mix mates of dates, so perhaps... It won't be so perhaps it won't be much chance of potential awkwardness between the exes. All right. That's true as well. She's really oh she's yeah. nailed this. Tell you what, moms, moms, mm. moms right. know everything, don't they? Mm. <laughs> they do, and sometimes it's really awkward because you don't want them to know everything. Mine doesn't uh, know I'll tell that story after. Go on, sorry. I sorry, I'll, I'll finish it all the way then, Karen. I'm loving the podcast, and though I don't claim to understand everything you are saying, it's been such a pleasure <laughs> to observe a really comfortable chemistry develop between the three of you, which Aww. makes watching a delight. Oh, Christ. Oh. 
Uh, keep up the good work, love, Elaine, a.k.a. Matthew's mum or mam, depending where you are in the country. That is a fantastic message. I was way less embarrassed than I thought it was going to be. That's, That's really good. What That's a nice message. Good. That's a nice yeah. message. And that clarifies wow. that. Next week, we'll have a talk about the Montreal screw job and if it was a work or not. <laughs> we need to start something on the podcast where it's just a section where your mom just gives some insight and yeah, some life advice. Some yeah, some life yeah. advice. Yeah, I'm really glad good. that that Vince McMahon and Bret Hart are no longer together, and that Bret has God's protection from this rejection. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of this. What were you going to say, Jack? Oh yeah, oh it's not that good. Just that I was going to say my mom doesn't know what a megabus is. So like, well no, because. So it was the first time I'd ever got on a megabus, like not the National Express, like a megabus. And I was I was going down to like Leeds or somewhere. And she dropped me off at the megabus stop on John Dobson Street in Newcastle, near the city library. And um she was just like it's the big it's the biggest argument I think we've ever had. <laughs> uh, she was because we were running late and I needed to catch this megabus and she's going like, "What's the name of the company, Jack? What's the name of the company?" And I was like, megabus and she wouldn't accept i'm getting annoyed now she wouldn't accept she was like that's not that's just the name of a that she just thought that was just like a concept like the megabus she didn't think that was the the brand and i kept being like it's megabus and she was like let's have a look at the confirmation email and i was like it just says megabus there and um eventually it was the megabus and i said to her before i got on it i was like you didn't believe me and she's never admitted it she's never admitted that she didn't believe me anyway i've got annoyed again now I'm going to have to ask her about that. She has texted me as well. I've not replied yet. So to show Adam's trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because she realised she realized when the Megabus rocked up with Megabus on the side, but she changed her story then. She changed her story. Disgraceful. Grand. Uh, normally she's a really good Normally she's a really good parent. I've felt like I've really slacked her off. <laughs> Anything the mums want to... Uh, we're in this moral dilemma or if you have any moral dilemmas of your own to start this conversation please 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 send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com now it's time for the other favourite segment of the show Reese's Pieces wait a minute last time we did this I just remembered uh, there was that issue you had with that YouTuber has that gone anywhere? no it, it seems all fine Stephen Stephen tries he okay, replied good. on last week's podcast. What? Did he? He put no. a comment. I remember looking at it. I'll, oh, I'll it. find it right now. Oh, please do. Please take your time. He's it a was, lovely lad, a... and I'm worried. Oh, yeah. I'm... It wasn't anything controversial. He just commented on the video. Let me scroll down. Speak amongst yourselves for a bit. No worries. I'll do the intro. Uh, Topic on. Hello, fellas. To... With as boring as this quarantine has oh, been. Oh, sorry. I was saying, I've... go on. I've been... <laughs> Standing up's giving me I so much energy. I thought you some background music. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> I found then the, the official team. Oh, oh there go we go. Right. Steven tries. Verified account, by the way. Oh, my God. I am willing to let go of Reese's Pieces, but I bagsy the new segment, Racist Bassist. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, well. Guess we'll have to compromise. Anyway, Toby Connell, hello, fellas. Yeah, please, boring as this Sorry quarantine about is. the argument. Has been, I've been re-watching some classic wrestling matches and segments. That leads me to my Reese's Pieces. I'm going to give you guys two iconic, for one reason or another, wrestling moments, and you have to choose which one you'd erase from history. Only one can stay. The other never happened. I can't read it, boss. It just says, when Sam going to eat his hat? 105 likes. <laughs> 105? Uh, thanks for all the amazing videos you guys make. Best, Trevor from Ohio, said like the New Japan crowd. 
Oh, hi thank, you, thank you, Trevor. Um, thank you, Trevor. And thank you to all the 105 people who like every time we bring up the fact that Sam didn't eat his hat. Please keep it going. Mm. Mm. Get that slow It'll build ha- going, like uh, Becky versus Sasha. One day. Bailey versus Sasha. Matthew, you're an idiot. Anyway, the ones here, selections. Yep, got them up. This is Reese's Pieces. Go around the circle. Go Ross, Jack, Mafu. Fastest thought first. One has to stay, one has to go. Daniel Bryan winning the title at Mania 30. Or CM Punk winning the title at Money in the Bank 2011. Punk. Punk because because it was the start of... And then Bryan wouldn't have happened without... You know what I'm saying. I agree, but Brian. Fair enough. Simple as. Number two, Brett versus Owen, Mania 10, or Brett versus Austin, Mania 13. 13. Brett versus Austin, yeah. Yeah, Brett versus Austin. Oof. Edge cashing in on Cena at New Year's Revolution 2006, or Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania 31. Oh, goodness me. (sighs) Seth, because then Roman would have won it earlier. Seth, because of the grandness of the spectacle. Edge, because it was amazing then, and it'll always be. That's it. Jericho beating The Rock and Austin to become the Undisputed Champion, or Becky Lynch beating Ronda and Charlotte to become Becky Two Belts? Oh, the second one. Yeah, the second one, but both could have been... Both should have been better than they were, and it's not the fault of the wrestlers. Yeah, I'll go with Becky Lynch because Jericho's run was crap. Oh. Uh, Sami Zayn becomes NXT champion or Keith Lee becomes the first double singles champion in NXT history? Um, Keith. Yeah, no, Sami. No, no, no. Yeah, probably Keith for me. I'd probably say Sami because something happened there. Didn't really go well for Keith, really. Or Sami. Uh, yeah, Sami was worst reign ever, wasn't it? No, I mean... In, didn't... in our tier ranking for the NXT champions, I do believe. That was your worst one. Why was that? I think so, yeah. Which is how short it was. Now it was just to build Kevin Owens up. It wasn't really for Sammy. Oh, that's what I mean. Sorry, Sami Zayn then put over Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens was a big deal and we had that mega feud. Keith Lee's lost two titles and it's not off the raw. Wait, sorry. Was it Sammy being NXT champion or Sammy becoming IC champion? NXT. Oh, I'll choose Sammy then. Sorry, Sammy. Absolutely. That win against Neville was really good. Hmm. Uh, Nakamura wins the 2018 Royal Rumble. Bloody hell, I forgot about that. Or Mac. Or McIntyre, bless me, wins the 2020 Royal Rumble. Sorry, what side are we going for this? What, what get rid of or keep? You keep pick the it. one you keep. Pick the favorite, favorite one. Keep the keep, right. I've favorite. been right. Yeah. Sorry, what was the other two options? I was too pissing about with that comment about Sam. He's <laughs> <laughs> been saying anything. <laughs> Nakamura wins the 2018 Rumble, or McIntyre wins the 2020 Royal Rumble. Oh, McIntyre wins the 2020. Keep that one. Uh, Nakamura, because I won about 70 quid. Get in. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Big Drew. Lesnar squashes Cena, SummerSlam 2014, or Lesnar beats the streak, WrestleMania 30. Oh, keep the... Oh, keep SummerSlam. I want the streak to continue. Uh, the streak ending for me is my favourite of those two. Actually, so, actually... Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were both good, but SummerSlam 2014's oh, amazing. WrestleMania 17 or NXT Take Our New Orleans? Oh, 17. Keep 17. WrestleMania 17 is more of a variety show. 
yeah, nothing's keeping WrestleMania 17. It's up my childhood favourites, along with Disney's Aladdin. Jinder Mahal <laughs> becomes WWE champion versus David Arquette becomes WCW champion. Oh, how am I? Ah, oh, keep Jinder. Keep Jinder. <laughs> no, I'm going for David Arquette because the dying days of WCW are something special in a bad way. And I, I think that's more, that was more entertaining car crash ridiculousness than Jinder, than Jinder winning because he worked really hard. I think, oh, wait, he deserves it then. What am I doing? Jinder, keep Jinder. <clears throat> I like the fact that Jinder Mahal has become a big joke amongst people. Like, Jinder Mahal, champion, that's the only thing to save it. But I think WWE lost more money with Jinder Mahal on top than WCW did with David Arquette as the champ. <laughs> so, I'm picking David. And this one is the Cultaholic boys themselves. Attending WrestleMania 33 live or attending Double or Nothing live? Ooh. Ooh. 33 because it was less stressful. Yeah, Vegas was more. Oh, man. Vegas what was more a, stressful. Oh, what a carry on that trip was. We all fell yeah. out. Terrible. It's the Vegas only time I've seen more... you guys mad at each other. Vegas. Oh, have you? It's the only time. Oh, fair enough. We've done all right then. Um, Vegas was more stressful, but thirty-three was really cool with the stage and the, the stage. It's one of the best WrestleMania stages ever. Would you agree, Ross? Because you're the stage man. Oh yeah, big bear. Yeah. Top tier. Top tier. But then the thing that I liked about Double or Nothing was the atmosphere around it there was a bit where we went to the press conference thing and cody came out and just did a like a baby he was like he could have started an army that weekend if he wanted to Hmm. like i couldn't believe how excited everyone was but overall there's nothing like when a a city gets taken over by wrestlemania so i'll go for wrestlemania 33 that's tough they were both good when push comes to shove i'll say wrestlemania 33 because I was on less drugs. So I remember more of it. <laughs> hey, that's something it's illegal in Vegas. Ron Funches. Yeah, another thing, Ron Funches, it, look, if you if you get Gave drugs you too from big him, a servant, didn't he? Yes, it's completely <laughs> his fault. Ron Funches is the <laughs> I thought it was X Pac. Oh he was I just can't there. Stay mad at X Pac. Okay, fair enough, yeah. No, X Pac's dog. That's right, at that Yes, his dog was there, yeah. So, yeah, both great events, though. And thank you very much for the Reese's Pieces. If you have any Reese's Pieces to send, you can, of course, send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. Wow. What a great podcast. And the big question this week is... <laughs> Sorry, I was watching Jack. You all right? I'm, I might do all these standing now. I'm having a tremendous time. I can tell. Yeah. This week's big question. Will Romans be a good guy? Will he be a bad guy? Or will he be the guy? Oh. This Sunday's payback. I'm not a good guy. Who was he who said that? Roman. Roman Reigns. Was it Roman? Yes. Oh, so long <laughs> That's ago. I Sorry, I thought you were just bringing back something that like Sid had once said or something. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, because there was the guy, the man, and the dude, wasn't there? That was the Shield, the ex-Shield boys. Which is Mick Foley, I think. But this Sunday at Payback, the much-anticipated, highly-built-up card we will be putting out a week after SummerSlam. The main event will see Roman Reigns making his return, first time since before WrestleMania this year, against Bray Wyatt, the current champion, and Braun Strowman in a three-way, no-holds-barred triple threat match. 
mm. as opposed to all those triple threat matches with disqualification. <laughs> and that will be for the WWE Universal title. So, big question, what's Roman Reigns going to be doing? Jack, your thoughts? I think <clears throat> we're not going to find out until after Beyond Payback. I think on the surface... He's an ass kicker and he's being a little bit more heelish. But the very fact that he's feuding with Strowman and, and Fiend makes him like the de facto babyface, maybe. So I think for now, he's going to be just a slightly more edgy face than what he once was. But then if he wins the belt from the Fiend at some point down the line and then feuds with a face, that's when I think things are going to get really interesting. So we'll see what happens. What do you think, Ross? Yeah, I think... <clears throat> It's just going to be largely the same. It'll just be Roman Reigns, and then fans can make their own minds up. I think that's what it'll be. It'll just maybe it will be a bit more edgy. I hope hopefully it'll just be allowed to be a bit more himself and a bit more laid back and a bit more Roman Reignsy. But one thing I do hope is he gets a new attire and new music. That would be a welcome and mm. much needed change, in my opinion. I don't know what the attire would be, but I'm get. I think the laser tag vest of the Shield needs to go. <laughs> mm. He's held on to the shield gear longer than Marty Jannetty held on to the rockers gear. <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's ripped. He's even more ripped than he was before, so why hide that away? Get it out, man, Roman. Get it out for the lads. Wah, go on, man. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, new music. Come out to some super grass. He's young. <laughs> he's mean. He's got teeth. Nice and clean. Nice and clean. <laughs> he's all right. He's all. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, he's not healer of face. He's all right. He's yeah. all right. Young. Here he comes, the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> when nice we were watching, clean. when we were watching yeah. SummerSlam, yeah. Owen kept showing me Liverpool songs because he's a big Liverpool fan, and uh, oh. they've got this. I know they've got this chant that goes "Ale, Ale, Ale," and that's what was playing when Roman. As if it was his entrance music, and it was like, we've conquered all of Europe. But I was thinking, <laughs> this doesn't really suit Roman Reigns, but Supergrass is even better. I love that. Or Dreamer. Dreamer. Just comes out like cocking his fist. Good. Yes. I like the idea of Roman Reigns come back, as you said. He's not quite a good, not quite a bad one. It's like Shades of 98, where it's like, Austin, I helped you, but it's not because I like you, it's because I don't like your opponent. That's pretty much mm. the entire main event scene for a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, he comes back, he doesn't like The Fiend because he's spooky and gives him weird feelings. But that doesn't mean he likes Braun Strowman who still got issues with the whole ambulance attack and everything from a few years ago. So, yeah, Roman Reigns with an edge. He's like Poochie the dog. <laughs> attitude. I think it might work. I think that people might like him now. Do you think it'll take a while for it? Because has anyone really booed him since he returned from, from his, well, from his leukemia? Well, no, because he wasn't a main event overpushed guy anyway. He was just a dude on the card. So it's like, well, why am I going to... Mm. That's why, what, which one was it? I think it was the Baron Corbin match from this year. He was booed. Or something where they were in Philly and he got booed. Right. Maybe last year's WrestleMania. That's right. Yeah, no, that was it. Last year's WrestleMania, he got booed by Mike. You're still booing him. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. All these years have been sorted out. I mean, all right. Okay. Yeah, but it Do was yourself. WrestleMania. It was like Smart Haven, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think it was in New York as well. Oh, there we go. Well, you know, both fans are. <laughs> Mm. I just need to apologise just in case you can hear the longest piss in the world <laughs> happening above my head. It is still going on now. I can no. hear it loud and clear even though I've got my headphones on and is I just it, want to apologise. Literally above his head. Is it Literally just there. Oh, it's 100% a piss. 
It's still going. There, it's ended now. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good wow. God. If Richard, uh, no one's up there, are they? All, we're all downstairs. God, if, Richard, are you there? <laughs> I don't even know who that piss was. <laughs> anyway, move on. Roman Reigns will be Wait, slightly healy than he was before. You, that's where. Oh, I'm. you're next door, aren't you? I'm next door. Yeah. Oh. Oh no, that's ne- yeah. But they're joined together. Who knows? We'll, we'll have to find it'll out just next be week on the podcast. From, it'll just be someone we don't know. But our maybe. bathroom might be there because our this room here is like. Mm. I need. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just sorry if you picked up that really long piss on the microphone. All right, ma'am. How long is it? How, how acceptable is it to piss that long on a podcast? <laughs> I'll sort it out next week. Yeah, uh, that should be the only thing of note. Uh, payback. It's not quite James Brown. He had a big payback. This is just a medium-sized payback. Um, but we'll be watching nonetheless to make all this great content that you know and love, or at least put up with on your YouTube subscription, as you should all be subscribed to the Cultaholic channel. You should see such lovely content as... Jack, what have you got for us? Uh, so it's a little bit different because of all the payback and dynamite being moved around and everything. So graded will be up today when this podcast has gone out, but it can't, I don't think it'll have been up for very long. So graded will be out because Dynamite was on Thursday night. Uh, rest of the week will still be going out on Friday. And until next week, I think that's it. And, what, and I'm doing a What Happened That video straight after payback. Good times. And Ross? Yeah, my Dynamite video that some people like to watch, that'll be on the YouTube channel Friday as we're sat here. Uh, the plan is for me and Pachiti to do a tier-ranking video of most of not all, but the notable CFO dollar sign WWE theme since they've oh, buggered off. Because if we if we did them all, we'll be here until next week. They've done a hell of a lot, more than you might think. And then, yeah, I'll have my WTF moments for uh, for payback up on the channel on Monday. Pitches are out today, maybe, or something. We've done them for payback. Well, They'll be out at some point. All soul go here. That's it. All singing, all <laughs> dancing here. A cultaholic. This endless stream of not just piss, but some wrestling as well. And if you have any questions for us, you can, of course, send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. Get near the end now. And if you want to vote for any of the lovely Hall of Fame selections, you can by, of course, going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. But this is the end of the show. I've been Matthew. That's been Ross. This has been Jack. You've been amazing. Please end the podcast by putting your hand up against your webcam or your screen. And as we always do, the count of three. One, two, three. Join us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes. Search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 